12. It's just that fast for a movie. I like to go get a piece of pie and talk about it. It's sort of a little tradition I have. Do you like to get pie after you see a good movie? Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar and with me today is... Oh shit, that's my cue. Uh, Ralph. A sickly Ralph and a sickly Oscar. Yes. Yeah, we had to do this um, via the internet because, you know, I got the Rona. So, oh, shit, we already do it over the internet anyway. So, yeah, we do it already for, yeah, for <laughs> since COVID started. Mm-hmm. Right? That's when we started doing this this way. Anyway, this is episode number 144. And welcome and happy new year. This is the first show of the new year, but it is the last show where we're going to be doing our usual three movie review setting um, before we get into a special set of episodes in the future. So those three movies that we will be reviewing today is called are called uh, The Matrix Resurrections. We're going to do that. We're going to do a movie from Netflix, two movies from Netflix, actually. Uh, one is the, the Power of the Dog, and then the other one is The Hand of God. Which All- is dog backwards. It is dog backwards, and the power of the dog could be God backwards. So, you're not wrong. It works both ways. Um, remember, you can find this episode and all of our episodes over at otherpodcast.com. This is the arguably the biggest, the biggest time of the year where we get the most traffic. Not just us. I mean, like everyone in movies, and podcasting, and reviews, and uh, whatever, because of the top ten shows uh, of the year. People love top ten stuff. People love it. Love countdowns. Love ranking. It's a fun exercise. We think it's fun too. Not that it actually means anything. We also know it doesn't mean much, but it is fun to do. Um, so with that being said, a little announcement here is that the next show, the next three shows actually are going to be top 10 shows. And uh, as we've been doing this for many years now, so the usual phrase that we do three different top 10 shows, the next one will be top 10 movies of the year. And then after that will be our top 10 TV shows of the year. And then we'll conclude our top 10 shows marathon with our top 10 discoveries of 2021. And we'll explain that then just in case, but we explain it every year. Um, but it's a fun time. I'm making the list now. I'm shortening it up the list. Have you been doing that lately, Ralph? Of course not. Why would I? <laughs> why, why would you, after so many years, why would you, right? Like, Listen, I can't curate a list. <laughs> I can't go, oh my God, I like this one more than the other. I like this, you know, like, nope. It's got to be off the cuff for me. How does that work off the cuff? You have a list of, well, how do you decide? How do I decide what? What the top 10 will be. How do I decide what the top 10 will be? Mm. You close your eyes off the short list of your favorite ones and it doesn't matter. Uh, no, I go around them. Um, I, in the end, it's, it's what I like the most, obviously, you know, which is what a top 10 list should be. Um, not what I think should win because I've been there before. Where I've liked the movie and I go, I think this should be higher, but only because I think it's speaking about more things, you know, or whatever the case is. And then I go, no, but did I like it enough for it to be higher? But if I didn't like it enough, no, that's usually how I go. I pick something that's um, whatever is impactful to me and whatever I like the most. So, right. But you make it sound like you don't even work on the list. Like, do you just work on it the day of? You know? Oh, no, 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 no. I'll do the week before. Okay. All yeah, right. no, I do the week before. I don't like to do it too, too soon because um, I end up watching like 
Oh yeah, I mean you still have to watch a few movies. What's the problem? I'm not trying to go in there like I saw five extra movies and I'm like, well, just knocked out five of my the movies in the list, you know, like so stupid. So Mm -hmm. I'd rather just make. I definitely try to squeeze in as many as I before I miss them, you know. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, uh, but that's all. You know, everyone works different. Um, So next week, I assume you'll start working on it. (laughs) Correct. Next week. Right. Right. Um, All right. Um, Well, we know you have the Rona. But besides that, uh, how were your holidays, bro? Um, yeah, oh. short, sad to say. Short. It's probably the least, um, <clears throat> the least holiday-ish of my holidays I, I felt out yeah. of my thirty-three years of life. Yeah, that makes sense uh, based on w- what you told me. It um, just—it's really a weird experience this year. Um, you mean uh, you don't mean? Do you mean just with the New Year's because of the running, the Rona? No, I think it's mainly because of the um, the mix of work. Uh, the Rona was for the New Year's, yeah. That sucked. I still have a bottle of champagne waiting for me for when me and my wife get better. Um, and uh, which is fine. Like I can bring in the New Year whenever. But yeah, I, I feel just like a um, it is. It is right. Exactly. Um, but I feel like um, like Christmas was so short this year for me. Um, I just didn't have the time. I. In years past, I've always had, you know, time off or I've always been extra half a day or whatever the case is. And this year was just, you know, work and usual is busy. I just, it just felt really lame, you know, like I had to cut the stuff short. I had, I couldn't be mm-hmm. as in depth as I wanted it to be. Um, I could have called off. I could have been that guy, but I'm not that guy. So I don't call off. Could have been that guy. Could've I really could have. Yeah, but- oh, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I mean, um, yeah, I, I mean, felt, I, I guess I feel the same sad. as you did. I felt the same a little bit as you did. Not just because you were missing on New Year's. Well, you were. And I, I was. was like, oh, I'm kind of used to a Roth being around. Um, but uh, Christmas, I, I guess I can see what you mean by that. I, I did not work the insane hours you were doing. But I did work both the day and eves of the, of the holiday of Christmas. Right. So, like, you're right. You know, and uh, usually my tradition is to watch a movie. I waited till the 26th to watch a movie, which is un- weird for me. So it wasn't the same, you know. Right. I didn't even get to watch a movie with you in theaters. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so weird. Yeah, so weird. Yeah, that's a tradition of ours. I just felt like a little bit of a lot of things were a lot of things felt weird because, you know, when our family got sick with Corona, so we were supposed to do it at someone else's house and then it turned out to be in somebody else's house and no one feels that comfort- comfortable there. And it was just, it was just a weird, 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 weird mess of a Christmas. Yeah, I hate to blame it on Corona, but at the same time, it's a weird, you know, adult things, growing pains. So whatever. Yeah, stretching that skin really hurts. Um, but other than that, I've been working, not working. Um, about to start a new job, so it's gonna be exciting. Literally tomorrow of this recording, um, it's gonna, it's I know you. It's gonna be fun. I think. I hope. I have to do a lot to prepare, honestly, for the in the in this week to yeah. get all the paperwork in order. Yeah, I'm excited see, for you. I can already see it coming, and uh, see where it goes. I need to carve out some time for that, but it's great. Um, other than that, it's been like I've been busy catching up to movies, as you're about to see with our recent discoveries, which is our next item. So wow. let's get into Look it. At you. What a transition! Right? Not bad. Like a professional. Kind of eight years or what, six, like seven years. I don't know. That's like that. Why don't you regale us with your recent discoveries? Um, my recent discoveries 
<coughs> I had a boys' night in the middle of this, all of this uh, stuff going on, which was really cool. Um, we ended up watching a bunch of anime, and uh, one of the movies that we ended up watching, uh, anime, I guess, a DC animated movie, uh, Batman Ninja. Uh, we were watching, uh, we were looking for something to watch on together that we hadn't seen. Um, I'll read a quick synopsis. It's a Batman along with a number of his allies and adversaries find themselves finds himself transplanted from modern Gotham City to feudal Japan. Um, the style of it is very Japanese anime style. So it's all, all the, the drawing style. Uh, it looks really cool. Um, they include of all the villains, all the big villains anyways for Batman, and they include all his allies as well. Um, Nightwing, 36 other Robins that he has. Uh, no Batgirl, though, but nonetheless. Um, this is directed by uh, Junpei uh, Mizuzaki, uh, so an actual Japanese director. Um, I'll say something right now. <laughs> Sorry, I had a cough. Oh, this was uh, <laughs> yeah. This was the most Japanese thing I've seen in a while. Like, it was okay. so, like, oh my god, if you want to watch something, like, just, like, full-blown, like, Jap- Japanese, like, style, like, this is... It's like um, it's it's all in there, man. It has everything in there, like style, the the dialogue, the the dialogue was in English. I sadly, I was hoping there was a Japanese version. I would have totally fucking watched it in Japanese. Um, there wasn't. Um, the the style, the uh, the story, the the tropes. Oh my god, it was great. Um, it was great in a. Like a, a weird train wreck happening, but at the same time, like it, like it worked out. Like it was just like this is fantastic. Like this is, it was it was really weird, uh, oddly cathartic. Okay. Um, so I had fun watching that movie. Um, and yes, I was buzzed, but nonetheless, I still had fun watching the movie. Um, and then the other movie I saw um, is a movie that you recommended me to watch, or told me to watch it before I can't. Right, um, right. Uh, it was uh, what's it called, Mike Mills. The latest movie, Come On, Come On. Yeah, what do you think? Um, I dug it, man. It's such a well. This this movie speaks a lot to me, right? Um, yeah. In the, the the case of being, you know, a parent and uh, having a kid very close to the kid's age. Um, yeah, kid how is, old is your kid? Just so the audience knows, he's eight. He's eight. <laughs> so I think this kid's nine, if not ten. Yeah, nine, I think. Um. So there's a lot of things, you know, and that's uh, a lot of things that's going on in this movie that you know um, about, and I've 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 noticed that it's a trend with um, at least our my generation of like adults like are have just been winging it this whole time and we're just like figuring it out, like us as the adults now, we're all figuring it out that the adults from before us were just winging it, you know, like yeah, there's no book, there's no. And there are bugs, so, but they don't, they don't really help much. Right, but they don't know about shit, exactly, you know? They just delay um, the inevitable. <laughs> right. Very much so. So, like, it's little things like that. It's, uh, I, I see the, see the trend being said a lot, being seen a lot as well. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, like, I, I mean, you kind of realize that right away when you have a kid. That you're like, especially once you get older, I mean, you kind of realize that also, like, when you're just by yourself and you're like, there's nothing else. There's nothing else, so... My apologies, I had a uh, cough again, but I, almost, I, I held it in. Um, and um, I, I really dug this movie and the aspect of like how um, 
how open it is with itself. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I like a lot of like, I like the topic of, of course, I love the topic of it. Um, me and my wife joked about leaving you with Leo for a week. See how that yeah. would go. Um, yeah. yeah, I think he would call me instantly. But it is crazy how, um, um, if you don't know, like, you, like, th- yeah, they're their own humans, you know, and you gotta show them the same boundaries and everything else like that, and treat them with the same respect. Just you know, you're there guiding them. That's the biggest difference, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it was a totally cool movie. Um, I dug it. I had to pause it like seven times though, which is a little sad in my end because I just kept getting interrupted today. Um, yeah, 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 but. It worked out, man. I, I really dug it. I'm uh, I'm glad I ended up watching it. Yeah, I and figured I, I figured you might like it. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix just probably his most toned movie or his toned down movie, but at the same time, he feels like <clears throat> like I mean, I don't know. He, I mean, uh, he play, I, I thought he played it really well, and I dug the whole like yeah newsflash. He's a good actor. No, he's a good actor. Of course, he is. No, no I'm he's saying like, yeah, yeah. He's pretty good at everything. That's my point. He's pretty good at everything. No, like he's like pretty good at everything. Like everything, everything. You know, it's like there's like no limit to his power almost. Um, yeah. You know, some people are better at other things than there. You know, like you can't put a sure. comedian type of. Like know, I actors. can't, I can't see him nailing an action flick like the way Tom Cruise does. No, but, I can't see them either. But at the right. same time, you never know. He might. But he'll do like, a good job though. So, like, I'm not saying he'll he do would bad. do a really good job, right? And it's just that he knows how to con- he knows how to show emotion really well. Yeah, um, that's true. And um, yeah, so it, it works really well. What did um, you think? I'm glad you enjoyed it. I also have it on my list. I had it to the last because I usually go from my worst movie to the not the worst movie. I just rank them a little bit. Wow, like, worst movie. I like ending in a bang. And come on, come on, it's my favorite out of the ones I've seen in my recent discoveries. Mm-hmm. I also, I mean, this is almost even more tailored for me, even though I'm not a parent, but I am an uncle to you an eight year old. You are. Um, and it's not as strange, but definitely not, you know, I don't babysit the kid or anything. Kind of like this guy. It's that that. Joaquin Phoenix has real excuses. He travels. He has work. He's a he's basically Ira Glass from NPR, and um, that's what it felt like. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it is. Exactly, I'm all Ira Glass from NPR from This American Life and shit. no, I know, I know. It's just funny. It's oh no, a... that's, that's for the audience. Um, oh, that's for the audience. Yeah, I yeah. Like, yeah I, know I know who Ira Glass is. I'll oh, I know. You know, you got me into Ira Glass. I didn't know about this whole thing until you showed me. Anyway. Oh yeah. Um. So I felt that way, except that you know he works and does all this stuff. I just fuck around and i'm just and i'm good with children really hey you have um, your own life yeah and but barely an excuse and i'm like i'm like what would i do i'm like would i scream at leo and that's your kid's name in this in this sense and this kind of thing i put myself a lot in joaquin phoenix's shoes uh in the event of something should happen like you know maybe not like i'm not saying that you know we have a you know not crazy that's not the right word but someone that needs mental help and is suffering substance abuse not quite like that like the way this movie has that, but maybe something like you have to go, let's say, to out of town for a week, mm-hmm. you know, and and if Sarah isn't available and my mom, like all these other support <laughs> pillars that we have that they don't yeah. have in the movie, if they're not around, would I be able to do it? I'm like, huh? Well, I mean, I, I don't know what I would do while I'm at work, but otherwise, I'm like, would I be able to do it? I think I would. Well, would you have offered it for to begin <clears throat> with? Because that's what he does. Yeah, I would offer it, but I also know better than to offer it today. I mean, these days, because um, not because he's too young or anything. Like, I think he's like, he's not. He's his own person, right? Like you said, I don't see it as well as you do because you're with him every day. But I understand what you mean. But the, this movie made me think about like, 
I'm like, with, in our case, like, I wouldn't want to give Leo a lesser experience by giving him to me when you have four other people that are better at it. I don't think it would be a lesser experience. That's, the, that's what's funny about it. <laughs> well, in that, well, in that case, then give it to me. But, like, <laughs> um, well, I'm not aching either to fucking. I know you're not. I know you're not. But I'm just um, because I'd be lying to say if I wanted, you know, that kind of responsibility. I, kind of, I, I would say different things to you that I would say different. I would, I would assume so. I would you assume know? I would have my own custom manual and rules. No, too. you wouldn't at all. It would be more of a, um, it wouldn't be more like a custom manual or anything like that. It would just be more of a, uh, watch this, watch that, um, you know, things of that nature. Right. Um, remember, th- remember that he's there. That's a big one. Remember that he's there because it's, um, you know, like there's a lot of moments in the movie where. Yeah, yeah, you're I, right. Fucking right. Phoenix does that as well. Or, yeah, I mean, he gets lost on him twice. Um, yeah, both and the second time it was very scary. I'm like, I was like, ah, right, yeah, that's why I can't take you anywhere. Um, well, I would yeah, never do it just for that fear alone. I wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, <laughs> for that. By the way, um, I did know where he went, where he walked off to. Um, I did see the kid. Did you see? Did you notice him at all? Nope, no, because I'm an estranged uncle. I don't. Nah. <laughs> I missed it. I really bet both times. Missed it completely. <laughs> like, where the fuck did he go? Oh fucking! Well, punk. the the first time when he escapes in the the store, yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't see anything, and I was like, oh, the kids just probably literally miss each other or whatever. Yeah, just playing whatever. And then the second time though, I was like, oh, he went that way, and I was like, pretty sure that's the kid. And then I saw him, and I was like, yeah, that's the kid. And then he's looking for him, and I was like, yeah, you're going the wrong way. Yeah, but it, you know, <clears throat> it's like your pupils will dilate. I'll tell you that right now. You will fucking see everything. Boom, yeah. boom! Like you're about to experience the world in another way because you're going to be fucking heavy searching shit. Yep. It's like talk about laser focus, but at the same time, like the widest spread laser focus. You know? So. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Anyway, it was a pretty good movie. Pretty solid film. I really liked it a lot. A lot of emotions. Great. Um, I love how it ended too. And the credits, I actually listened throughout the credits too. But I, I thought, you know, so I stopped, I was going to stop the movie. And I was like, why is there still like uh, voices audio? and stuff? It's yeah. from his uh, podcast or whatever he's doing. Yeah. Right. And now exactly. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's cool. And I just kept listening to it until yeah. it stopped. So. I was like, these are pretty good questions. I like, I like the answers these kids are given. I dug it. Yeah. I dug that uh, whole thing. Yeah. You know, I think Mike Moss is really good at making like, uh, like making uh, dialogue seem genuine. And that's what he's really good at. <laughs> like, he really knows how to deliver genuineness from. What could be Hollywood dialogue or adult dialogue for kids? Mm-hmm. He's pretty good at that. Anyway, um, next up here, I have a movie I seen that was Come On, Come On. And then uh, another one is a movie called Stillwater. Um, this is me trying to catch up on movies uh, before uh, we do a top 10. So this is one of them. Uh, arguably regrettable. Nowhere near going to make my top 10, but I'll read it anyway. A father travels from Oklahoma to France to help his estranged daughter who is in prison for a murder she claims she didn't commit. And this is movie uh, came out early in the year, like halfway through the year, uh, written and directed by Tom McCarthy, pretty solid filmmaker. He did Spotlight, The Station Agent, you know, shit like that. Um, so he's not bad. And this stars um, Matt Damon, Camille Cotton. Matt Damon. Yes, uh-huh. that one. And Abigail Breslin, who I haven't seen in a while. And honestly, I remember Abigail Breslin? Do you remember her? Mm, no. She's the little girl from Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, okay. I do. That. Okay. Um, she's obviously much older now. Because Little Miss Sunshine was like 2004. And, yeah, maybe 2006. Yeah. Right. And she's obviously older now. And she, I swear to God, 
the whole movie, I thought that was Chloe Grace Moretz because they they looked exactly alike to me. Now, now they do. Hmm. Um, not back then or anything. <clears throat> and um, I was watching it, but that's Chloe Grace Moretz until I read up on the movie. Like, oh fuck, that was Abigail Breslin. That was way off. Um, anyway, fun times in my head there. Uh, this movie yeah. is what starts off as that t- as that plot description, like this father who's like a right wing kind of like Oklahomian guy who works construction and on oil rigs, Matt Damon with a Southern accent. He comes into France. He comes in like once a month to help see the daughter and do things for her. Like, you know, give her maybe commissary money. I don't know how it works, but just be there. But they clearly have a fucked up relationship. Like shit happened before she's claimed for this murder. It was like a big deal in France at the time when she was sentenced and all this. And she said that it was someone else who did it. And so the mo- first half of the movie, maybe a little less, it's like him looking for uh, this guy that she says was the actual killer that the police never found and never suspected did it. Okay. You know, essentially it's like that. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm not, I wasn't super that into it. I'm like, okay, a foreigner and, you know, in a different American, a different land kind of movie. I'm like, okay. And she, befri- he, not he befriends, but he, at some point he does befriend, but he meets this French woman and um, as a translator, because he doesn't know French, you know, and as a translator to hop him out. And it's like, okay. And the relationship between Matt Damon and this French woman and her kid, she's a single mother and her child, who is a daughter, mm-hmm. um, is so organic and nicely made that all I wanted to do was stay with them. <clears throat> oh, wow. I found myself enjoying that right and then the movie like he fails in his attempt to find this guy like pretty much pretty soon like less than an hour in out of a two-hour movie less than an hour and like 40 minutes and he he fails at his thing and they skip two years or no that's skips like eight months and he's living in france with this woman and they eventually get a relationship going and i thought the rest of the movie was going to be like this unfortunately where when when it goes off is that at some point even though i get 20 wonderful minutes of his life in France, um, it changes to back to the murder case thing of his daughter, even though she's been in jail for five years out of the seven. And um, and it's about that now again. And I really felt like the movie, I'm not saying it was just so much better before. I felt like they were building this awesome thing and I didn't think they paid off really well. Essentially is what I'm saying. Uh, because I wanted, I know that most people would want to know the murder thing. I didn't give a shit. I just wanted like Matt Damon, that little girl hanging out. That was really fun to me. Um, I don't know. Just didn't like the movie that it turned out to be and rather wanted the movie that it was setting up, I guess, <clears throat> earlier. So that's why it didn't work for me personally. But uh, the first half is great. Just not the second. Half. So that's you. still still water available uh, places. You can watch it anywhere, I think. Rent it, I mean. Uh, next up here, I have Aaron Sorkin made a movie. Did you know this? No. <clears throat> it's called Being the Ricardos. And uh, you may, this may sound familiar, but it follows Lucy and Desi as they face a crisis that could end their careers and another that could end their marriage. He's a I Love Lucy person. <clears throat> I Love Lucy. Yeah. This is about I Love Lucy. It's a, a period piece. He likes that, I Love Lucy? What? Aaron Sorkin likes I Love Lucy? He, he should because he did an entire movie. Right. Where Nicole Kidman plays Lucille Ball and Javier Bardem. I saw a fucking picture of this, and I thought it was like uh, <clears throat> I didn't think it was an actual movie. 
No, it's a movie. It's oh, on okay. Amazon Prime. Anyone can watch it with a Prime account. I saw. I saw. Well, I mean, anyone can watch it without a Prime account too. Um, well, okay, sure. You just have to buy it. Anyways, okay. um, what was I gonna say? But the yeah, I saw this this thing, and I saw it being the Ricardos, and I was like, huh, uh, I love Lucy movie. Okay, and I literally just like, I was like, yeah, it's probably like a movie that's delayed or something, and I never gave it more attention than that. Well, you should have, because it was actually kind of a fun time. No, it's Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin is like a commodity, right? With his dialogue, the way we love action films to see what the cool action spectacle is. Like, that's how cool his dialogue. Yeah, you hear Aaron Sorkin did uh, a movie or what's it called? A wrote a movie, yeah. and you're right. you know what you're in for. You want to listen to that sweet, sweet twist of words and great comebacks and disses and insults, and you just want to hear it all. Um, and not to say, not to say, I mean, all that's on this movie, obviously, it's still Aaron Sorkin, but like, I would say that this is his probably least Sorkin one. I think he definitely focuses more, uh, not focuses more, but like, I wouldn't say it's it's the it's the most muted I've ever seen Aaron Sorkin, um, writing anyway. Um, not that it's bad, not that it's a bad thing at all. I'm just well, saying it it's not, it's not as bombastic as Social Network or fucking Molly, Molly's Game, I think it was called. Like, I think those are more Sorkin in his writing for sure. Like, he has yeah. extended... maybe it's just Maybe it's just the, t- the nature of the. Right, exactly. Of the, of the topic, you know? Like, I think there's like only a few monologues where in his other movies there's like 30 monologues. Oh, yeah, there's right? monologues everywhere. Right, but in this one, it's probably the least. Things like that. So, um, but Javier Bardem plays a really great Desi Ardas. He is so good. I, so much so that I started watching clips based on, because it's okay, so I should say this movie takes place throughout a week. One week in the lifespan of I Love Lucy, like season, like season four or something like that in the fifties, right? They're already okay. super famous. They're the most okay. famous show out there, and okay. it's about it's during the week of like where uh, Lucy gets um, not indicted. That's not the right word. Uh, people write that Lucy might be a communist back Ooh. then when this mattered, and yeah. obviously she wasn't and all that. And Nicole Kidman, I think, plays a better Lucy. Than she did as the I Dream of Genie Girl. Re- uh, Bewitched. You mean. Bewitched. Sorry. Yeah. Bewitched. That's what I meant to say. I know and you did. It's okay. I she looks like she that. looks like a she looks more closer to the Bewitched Girl mm-hmm. than I Love Lucy, but she plays a better Lucy for me. Mm-hmm. Like I think Bewitched I was missing a lot of things. First of all, Darren. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie though, I think she really nailed it. And I think the acting is really fucking good. Not to mention J.K. Simmons, who plays um, uh, the Mertzes, the, the the husband, the, the old people. <laughs> yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you know. Sorry, Fred uh, and uh, uh, Fred and uh, Ethel. Fred and Ethel. Ethel. Yeah, and Ethel's great. I love the I love the dialogue between the writers, which is obviously very meta. The writers of the TV show, which of course Aaron Sorkin famous for making what five shows now. Um, so like, yeah, it has, it has meta components for sure. I can't, he also directed it as he's been doing for the last three movies. And I think that um, he is getting better as a director. He's not quite there yet, personally. Mm-hmm. But it's anyway, regardless, being the Ricardos was a fun time, especially if you're like me at all and you saw Nick at Night and you watched a lot of I Love Lucy. Yeah, I don't and, think I saw it on Nick at Night. I saw it <clears> on the, the U. Oh, like, was it in the U? I don't think it was it in the U. If it was, then I probably saw it with you there too. Then. Yeah, it was. I think it was the U. It was Nick at Night for sure. But I don't all, think all I the saw black it and white shows. I remember seeing mainly Nick at Night. But you're right. There might yeah. be the U also in there. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was like a couple years after you. Ask your parents. 
kids ask your parents but i love i love lucy i'm one of those rare people that like i've yeah. seen those shows so, yeah yeah so i was watching so based on this power of the show of the movie i was like you know what i should i should like, watch i love lucy so i ooh. went to look up where they're at they're all on paramount plus but oh okay so i saw paramount plus yes i am i saw like, just two episodes i saw this movie last night so i won't listen to it uh-huh. And man, it whole it was really funny. Some really funny really? Kind of physical timing, physical yeah. comedy on Lucy's part. I really liked it. So uh yeah, I can't wait to see where it goes. But it was a fun time. If you want to have a fun time in a movie that isn't action or whatever, uh watch uh be in the records. Anyway. You know what's funny? Um before we uh you mentioning um having a fun time without action. That's what I actually been looking for in my my anime. Yeah. I look um because you know I, I get my action, don't get me wrong. I um but I've been wanting like whenever I look for a new anime, I'm like, can I just have something like like calm, like nice, you know, like something I don't know, like and I've been finding like little here's and there's. So mm-hmm. and every so often me and my one my buddy who like kinda like always look for anime like that, we always send each other recommendations. And he'd be like, dude, I saw this one, like this is just really cool, not actiony, nothing crazy, it's just nice. And I was like, Oh, that's dope. Just like yeah. a really nice like break from the normal you know like yeah i mean the genre stuff tends to take over the sci-fi the action the it horror. really does yeah it can yeah. seem overwhelming it can seem like that's all there is to it yeah yeah I guess nowadays i guess yeah anyway that's uh the ricardo's next up here i finally saw demon slayer mugen train mugen mugen uh this is a i mean Whatever, I'll just read it. Um, in a world. After his family was brutally murdered and his sister turned into a demon, Tanjiro Kamado's journey as a demon slayer began. Tanjiro and his comrades embark on a new mission aboard the Mugen train on a track to despair. And uh, this is a film that takes place between seasons of an animated, Japanese animated series. So... If you know Demon Slayer, you know you might know the movie, but if you have seen the show and you're like curious about the movie, then definitely listen on. Most people are gonna tune out. That's fine. Uh, this is like a movie between stuff, and I usually don't watch anime movies. They usually, I'm, I know people have said in the past, this one's good, this one's not bad, this one's great. They'll say things like that about One Piece or Naruto or whatever when they make movies. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, I've never found them interesting because. Um, I think they rarely meet any real movie-length expectations that doesn't require an intense amount of background that you have to know. Right. And since there's no consequence to the show itself, why even bother? But, also, I feel yeah. like uh, they use it for like uh, a crutch as a like, oh, we're going to introduce uh, someone's new ability or someone's new That's weapon. That's true, too. Someone's new yeah, weapon. when Luffy gets his new power, we're going to see more versions of that power. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You can see what he can possibly do because you're not going to see this for another like a hundred episodes. Right. Like, Thanks, dude. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Um, so, um, but I was assured that this was not the case with this movie. And they were right. This movie is badass. It was a fun time. I also did not expect it to go where it went, um, but, which is to say that the, the mission that they're on, they take on, let's just call it a captain. And then the main character are like his subordinates, his corporals. That's how that's the range of power that they're in as demon slayers. It's anime, guys. So there's magic, swords, whatever. I'm um, not gonna explain all that. And uh, what this train thing is about 
it's pretty cool very cool like cinematically i think it works well for the anime style uh for for like a single like closed in story the demon the way it works i like that was fun too that was really creative i love the anime creation stuff so much creativity uh, so there's that and then like when the movie was like a little after halfway i'm like this feels like it's about they figured it out they're doing all this they're like they're getting on a board they're like and uh, the way everyone's solving their issues pertains to the main characters as i know them from the first season of demon slayer yeah. pretty accurately i'm like this is nailing it this is great i love that new guy the fire dude the, their captain so to speak and I'm like okay cool and then it ends i'm like oh but it's like 30 minutes left what's going on and I'm like fuck and they have this third act thing that's not really like more like a fourth act um that happens in the in the movie and i was like okay that makes it cool and that actually makes it kind of like uh part of like this makes this movie a part of the show mm-hmm. as opposed to like here's an extra right movie that doesn't do anything no this actually impacts the actual show i assume it has to there's no way it doesn't um to the show when season two starts, if ever, mm-hmm. which I assume it will. It does um, already. It has. Uh, I just haven't seen it yet. Um, anyway, so yeah, I really liked it. Uh, as far as animated films from TV series are concerned, um, this is really up there for me. I mean, this is the only one I found interesting to even watch. Yeah, And it totally delivered. So I had a lot of fun with this. Yeah, I think it's still the number one movie in animated movie in Japan or worldwide or something. I can so, see it. I can see it. It was a lot crazy. of fun. Yeah, it, I mean, oh, it's, I ended up. I saw this when it came out in theaters. Yeah, and um, back in the day, yeah, Sanji was uh, so wholesome. Like, of course he'd get out of that. This guy yeah. is so carnal and primal. Of course yeah. he'd get out of that. This right, guy's so right. lightning quick. Of course he'd get out of that. Right. Like, everything kind of fit. Yeah. Yeah, it worked out. Worked out. So that's uh, Demon Slayer. We can try and check it out today. I don't know tomorrow. Next up here, I got a movie. The last movie here is uh, I saw "Don't Look Up," which is a a comedy. I guess I'm trying to look up here. Yes, uh, it's a comedy with a chubby uh, looking yeah, Leonardo chub- DiCaprio. Exactly, which uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, I mean a bunch. I mean they're all huge actors. They're all huge actors. As a Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett. Rob Morgan, Jonah Hill, Mark Rylance, for some reason, is in this movie. Uh, Tyler Perry, Timothy Chalamet, who is in everything. Uh, Ron. Yeah? Nothing. Never mind. Okay. Ron Perlman. Ariana Grande is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Melanie Linsky, who I love in, um, in the first season of Fargo. Um, anyway. This movie is about uh, two low-level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. And this is uh, written and directed by Adam McKay, story by someone else, though. But Adam McKay is the famous guy who did movies like The Big Short. Probably his biggest movie is The Big Short. Um, He also did Vice, The Other Guys. Shit like that. Um, and I would say that this movie, at first, like, very awkward. I gotta say, it's very awkward. It is comedic, but like mm-hmm. awkward comedy. Not that the whole thing depends on it, but a lot of it is. It's very satirical. It's very in your face, too. It's no subtlety to this movie whatsoever. Um, as a matter of fact, the, least, the less subtle it is, the more of a commentary to today's media landscape is making fun of. So like, I figured actually, as much. That's what it actually works. 
for its favor in that way. And it takes this incredibly like implausible yet possible idea of a comet going to destroy the earth. Like for sure. Like I'm not saying it's going to destroy half the earth or most of us. Nope. All of it. Um, Extinction, a level event. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and it proceeds to go with like, what would the world do starting with, and mainly starring the United States. And that's where no movie it's about. And it's, it is so frustrating, awkward, and yet funny, sometimes, sometimes poignant and actually quite entertaining to watch that I, I, I really am almost at a loss, but I got to give this movie up because this movie worked better for me than some of his other ones. Like, hmm. I would say The Big Short did work for me, but his other ones, like Vice and whatever, like, I really didn't buy his shtick, really, mm-hmm. overall. Adam McKay's thing, like, I'm like, he's too way too flashy and they give him way too much credit for this shit. Um, like, I wouldn't want him winning awards for any of these, necessarily. Not that awards are a merit of anything, but it merits money for him, I guess. Um, sure. But mainly recognition. And I was like, okay, but this movie kind of worked for me in the same way The Big Short did. Like, it was just the right amount of, like, especially with the events of 2021 and 2020. Like, yeah, he's not that far off. As ridiculous as it all looks, he's really not that far off at all. He's maybe one or two degrees above the scope. Um, So, like, which is sad. It's sad, but true. And uh, obviously, but at the same time, those jokes have been made also many times. So. You know, how original can it really be? So it's an interesting movie, very interesting movie. But I got to say, I did fe- I did have the feels by the end of it. So if nothing else, the movie had that going for it. Um, and I thought it was pretty funny. It was really cool. One last thing I'll mention is that because we're not reviewing this movie, is that and I mentioned this to you, Roth, I think, and to someone else. The uh, chick from 24, the show 24. Yeah. Starring Jack Bauer. I know it's Kiefer Sutherland, but Jack Bauer. Starring Jack Bauer. <laughs> yeah, starring, I mean, he's Jack Bauer. He's so Jack know, Bauer. Yeah, he's, just, just he's so Jack name. Bauer, he just changes the name. Yeah. Um, damn it. Um, he, the, there's, a, there's a character in 24 called Chloe that should be that you're going to wish that Jennifer Lawrence's role was to her instead. Hmm. Like, it is a perfect Chloe role that not only am I mad that Adam McKay did not hire this other one. <laughs> She's to probably it. too old. No, not too no, not too old. Chloe is not too old. You can de-age her. Jennifer Lawrence is too old to be a PhD doctorate. She's like 40 or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. My bad. I didn't know what it was. So. Sorry. Yeah. And um like and you could put you can make anyone discover the comic. You don't have to be young to discover a comic. What is this? You know, I don't know. Anyway, you're going to wish that was her because she, it's just like a perfect casting for her. And you can, the whole time I was like, ah, oh, it's a really bad thing about the movie is that they just miscasted this one person. Not to say that Jennifer Lawrence didn't do a good job. She did, but like, could have been better. So I'm saying, um, that's it. And, uh, we're going to take a break now. When we come back, we're going to review our, our first film of the evening, which is The Matrix Resurrections. Hmm. Pretty heavy. Stay with us. Thomas? You seem particularly triggered right now. Can you tell me what happened? I've had dreams that weren't just dreams. 
crazy. We don't use that word in here. Return to a world of two realities, one everyday life, the other what lies behind it, to find out if his reality is a construct to truly know himself, Mr. Anderson will have to choose to follow the white rabbit once more. This is hmm. Matrix Resurrections. That's not a bad synopsis. Pretty vague, I guess. Or, Pretty vague. I suppose. Yeah. Starring uh, or directed by Lana Wachowski. Um, one of the Wachowski siblings, not both of them. Sisters. Siblings, oh, sisters, my apologies, sister. I forgot yeah. the, they're both sisters. Yeah, at some point they were siblings, and then the they other were, one. I remember, what, what movie was it that they had siblings in it? I forgot what Oh, it was. was it Cloud Atlas? It might have been Cloud Atlas. I think they were siblings, and I think because Lana was the one who just transitioned, right? E, maybe? I'm sorry, I did not keep I up for, that. I, I, sorry, I used to ask me too. Anyways, um, this is starring Keanu Reeves as uh, Neo, Carrie mm-hmm. Ann Moss as Trinity, uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen, the second um, is Morpheus, Jonathan Groff, Jessica Hedwig, Neil Patrick Harris, Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, go figure, I, Christina Ricci. Yeah, for a bit. For a bit, man. Yeah. Uh, Priyana Chopper Jones. I like her. Um, that being said, so um, before you go on, I just want to make sure, like, we're not our our our, our spoiler free section. The section we're in now mm-hmm. is going to be pretty short. It's kind of hard to not spoil this movie. Yeah. Right. So go ahead, Ralph. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, I'll go with my first impressions of the movie. Yeah. Um, I thought it was super meta um, right off the get go. Um, and uh, I like the directions it went with it. I like a lot of the stuff that it says in the beginning as well, or not in the beginning, but it's just overall what the message is saying. Um, it's a theme, I would say, lately. Um, uh, Maybe the Matrix is just a little bit too late for it, but it also fits with the Matrix, so like it's not. Like, I guess they could do it whenever it wants to, right? Um, uh, and then I, uh, I, I felt like I got lost somewhere in the middle. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of yeah. lot of stuff going on in there, and I was like, okay. Um, I I swore I, I grabbed some popcorn, and I was like, what did I miss? Um, you know, like I did I miss a key? And I was like, can I rewind? Guys, just ten seconds, please. Like, um, I did feel I did feel like that in the middle, and then obviously I caught myself back on watching it instead. Um, and then uh, the end, uh, I'm okay with it. Overall, it was an okay movie. Um, I didn't hate it. I saw it in theaters opening day. Um, I am a very big Matrix fan. Uh, overall, like to to everything, to be brutally honest with you. Uh, from yeah, what do you think of the trilogy? Yeah. Uh, the trilogy is, yeah, from the movies to the Animatrix. I even like the Animatrix a lot. Oh, yeah. um, I didn't Definitely. really play the video games, to be honest with you, So, which is really weird for me, but whatever. Um, 
what did I think of the original trilogy? I dug them a lot. Um, I love part one. Part one was so um, great. Um, uh, really cool movie to see. And then part two and three, just how open and crazy they get, which is uh, really cool too. They de- they delve so sci-fi that I love it. Um, almost fantasy. Um, S. <laughs> Yeah. Um, if you think about it, but yeah, yeah it's a uh, it's a really cool thing, and um, I like this movie where it obviously you know leads you to like, hey, buddy, um, you should have watched the other ones, and if you didn't, okay, um, you, you'll you'll get you won't get a lot of references here, but we'll stick around for the joy, I guess, for the ride. Um, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I, I love what they do with uh, Keanu Reeves' character. Um, it's super cool, super like super meta, super. It's just. Really fun to see that role. Um, I have some little gripes with the movie, which we'll talk about later. Um, I'm sure, and um, and yeah. Besides that, um, I still had fun watching it. I, I didn't hate it. I know a lot of people are come more mixed. I guess they wanted to see more, but I don't know. Um, what did you think yeah. of the movie? Oh, I, I really really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know exactly my full thoughts on it because I too like you. I've only seen it once in theaters, and I felt like I missed some stuff for sure. Yeah, I gotta watch I'm it. Not, I, I definitely have a few questions concerning like the some old villains coming back. Let's say, like things like that. I have some questions, but mostly I got it. I was with the movie's frequency the whole time. I wasn't that lost on the bigger picture stuff. Unlike his other movies, like the other trilogy, uh, the original trilogy. Um, but that was also younger back then. I was pretty just, just didn't get it. Until years later, and I think that uh, other than the first movie, which is by far, and they know it, Lana knows it, everyone knows it. You can never redo the the power of the first one. They're not trying to. No, they're not. Wonderful thing is that they're not trying to. It also is not trying to be cash grabby. It's trying to be original, and I really kind of give it a lot of points for that. Even if even if I don't exactly agree with all the decisions they make. Or if I don't understand it all completely, I feel like that's those are really good things to start with. Like it's trying to be original. It's not trying to copy the first or the first three, um, anything like that. It's trying to be away from those and yet be a sequel. And I'm like, damn, it's like a, they're doing a pretty solid job. I, I want to say like, you know, unfortunately, this movie's first half is probably better than the second half, which is usually a, bad, a worse thing because you don't want to end on a bad note. Not that it's a bad movie. Or the second half is a bad movie. It's just uh, the first half is just so much more intriguing. And it kind of like, uh, it kept me going further than what the what some of the answers were, let's say, to my personal liking, that the second half in, in delivered that I didn't agree with or didn't enjoy as much. Um, besides that, though, um, man, uh, Carrie Ann Moss, fucking, and, and obviously Ken Reeves, they both nail it coming back 20 years later. And they did mm-hmm. a really good job. I would agree with you. I and I think this movie will grow um, more in my estimation as the years go on. Like, just like the 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 uh, Matrix Revolutions and mm-hmm. and Reloaded did. Because back then, I saw those in theaters, um, all of them. I'm that old. I saw it in '99 and 2000, whatever. Um, <clears throat> I remember not liking the sequels in the movie theater. I thought they were like weird and like off-putting. I'm like, where is this going? And I'm like, is it basing it off too much of this Zion reality? I didn't get it. And years later, I felt kind of more in love with them. I kind of came at peace with them. And I really enjoyed them as a single piece. 
And um, so I kind of feel like this movie might be the same. But yeah, those are my thoughts is that um, I really liked it. I really think there's a lot of potential here. And I'm not saying they're going to make another one. But I actually really enjoyed the meta stuff. And I really yes, enjoyed the return of these characters. Unlike, you know, in this, in this, especially this year, but maybe any year really recently, in all of these remakes, sequels, requels, legendary sequels, whatever they call them, <laughs> uh, this one's on the higher tier of the best ones because um, these are characters that I actually were paid attention to in the movie. Doesn't feel cash grabby, even though it is. And all this stuff, like it just felt way better than some of the other ones, which includes like a Ghostbusters type or like, I know Top Gun hasn't come out yet, but there are others like that out there. There's so many out there. Mm. And I feel better than most of them, if not all of those. Yeah. yeah I really enjoyed it. Um, do you want to get into spoilers? I, I kind of think we're like, yeah, we're going to walk around this cool. as well. Yeah. So let's do it. Spoilers for The Matrix uh, Resurrections. Starting now. If you want the truth, Neo, you're going to have to follow me. The only thing that matters to you is still here. I know it's why you're still fighting and why you will never give up. You don't know me. No? all these years to be going back to where it all started back to the matrix okay what do you want to get into first um the castration of neo castration uh you mean making him kind of a wimp uh gamer person I like I like that whole like what they did with it because you know they had to put him back into the matrix or whatever. Yeah, um, well, he's the code that they need, right, to run the matrix. Correct, right, right, right. Something you so, get from the previous sequels, yeah. right? And it's funny because um, I mean, having him in there is just funny to see him. You did the matrix, guys. You know, you using one of the best things or whatever. This is that, and how they talk about it. That was cool. But I guess I want to talk about the castration of what his abilities are compared to the first three. For the first two, the last two movies, technically, um, I felt like and this is like the gripe I have with the movie. One of the gripes, um, mm-hmm. where I feel like in the original trilogy, right, we have a uh, we have a guy who eventually, obviously, gets to know his powers or whatever he uh, has, right, um, yeah. and then can theoretically do a lot, not everything, right? But I feel like in this one, he is he's he always he's always learning in those. I feel like he's a I can do this, I can 
do more of this. I can focus to do more of this. Um, and I just feel like in this other, in this movie, I feel like he never does that. He has what he has and barely, you know, like he's barely grasping at what he used to have, I guess. Yeah, it's definitely Neil getting his groove back slowly. Very, very much so, but to the point where I was just, it just also feels like, <coughs> excuse me, I was trying to figure out my coughs before I got here. Um, but it's um, very much so like uh, also, oh, well, he doesn't have anything new, so we all know what he has. You know what I'm saying? And there's no way to work around it. He never finds a work around it. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. And I feel like uh, they, like, they, because he is almost like the God Machine, that's to say it, which is the name of his company, Ex Machina, I think. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, you catch all these little things in the whole movie, you know. And uh, he, uh, he is kind of like the God Machine, where he can technically put, you know, fuck it up, fuck it up for everybody. But I feel like he said the robots or whatever are the ones that like completely have him under control i suppose and he never like learns how to even break away from that even when he does get his abilities back um and i felt like that's not who we get from neo especially with that with that what's the thing that they have um the deja vu thing uh they never find a workaround or they never finds a workaround anything he never has like a I don't know. I felt like it was always just like they used something else bigger to stop him. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't a good enough reason or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess I didn't buy that. Well, I mean, personally, I didn't feel that way about that, mm-hmm. but I understand that. I understand that. I think that, um, I mean, I think um, the meta components of this movie both uh, somehow hurt and help the movie, you know, um, it helps the movie in the sense, like, especially in the first half, because it's letting you know that, hey, I was put in this position as Lana Wachowski, that if I don't make this movie, it's going to be made anyway. And I'd rather not have my baby butchered by someone else. Right. Right. And, and that's and that's the gist of it. Now, there's a lot more elements of meta in there. Like you said, there's, there's uh, Machina. Those ex machina and other things, um, <clears throat> but like it's so on the nose, and it's unavoidable. Like it, you, even if you hadn't read one scrap of news regarding the making of this movie, you understand where it's coming from, sure. And like the unlikely position that it's in, and it's trying to make money. That's what it's there for to make money, and um, <clears throat> I'm sure it did make its money. Not that it, it was it worthwhile. And that's where maybe the, the criticism can come in more. Um, and I think that there's enough in this movie that I think it made it worth its while. Unfortunately, in the things that I don't think it did, and this is part of the evolution of like being 20 years ago, mm-hmm. um, is that I think the things that it takes, that it's trying to do different than the sequels is also what hurts it because it's trying to be original, but it's also like, for example, like I don't think you'd be, I don't think you would disagree with me if I say, this is probably the least action fun movie out of the out of all four movies. Yeah, I would say so. Right, and I think that's pretty much on purpose. Like, I don't think the action is that dynamic. I don't think it was that. You know, with all the special effects we have better today, you know, because we made fun of the sequels back then when for using those overly CGI 
extra long battles, right? Yeah, um, we make fun of it, but at the same time, we like miss it because we keep calling back to those scenes. You know, a um, lot of maybe. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel like we pe- people keep going like, well, they'll always reference it. I mean, I, I don't really miss the length of those scenes of those action scenes sometimes, but some of them are really badass. They're not; they're all pretty badass actually. The car chasing in the highway, the chateau one, the fucking seraph one, the fucking uh, some of the Age of Smith battles. Not all of it because it's so large, so much of it. Um, you know, the Burly Brawl is fun. Like all these are are a lot of like insane amount of creativity and blocking and work. This movie doesn't really have as a fraction of that, and I think it's, I think it's, and it's, and it's, and it's, and the way it's trying to like differentiate itself and be original, and I don't mean like being original for original sake, just trying to tell a different story, um, or like continuation of the story. It like there is some negative, like the action is not going to be as good as the other three movies, um, which is sad because a lot of people would probably go to a Matrix movie for that reason, not maybe you and I. I mean, I do, but I also go there mainly for the sci-fi world building, like mindfuck, right? Of thinking of programs as uh, as existing beings. Like in this movie, they introduce, uh, they call them sentience, right? Uh, I guess, where um, AI machines or whatever exist in the real world and they go hell ho- they go help out the human, the human civilization, you know? Um, and they had a war and shit. Like, I, I kind of want to see the war, honestly. Um, you know, I, I, there was a lot of thoughts that I had going into this movie, not, not, not knowing what it was about, knowing very little. Like, I knew Neo and Trinity were in it, which I guess is a spoiler for me because I knew nothing. And I was like, am I going to this movie? What am I thinking? Like, uh, is this going to take place through the eyes of the machines? Is this going to take place through um, the eye? Uh, maybe like, happening at the same time as the trilogy but through different point of views or something else that happened is it introducing parallel rea- i'm saying there's so many options i had mm-hmm. no idea where it was going the fact that it goes meta is both it helps it but it also like kind of hurts it a bit because meta components kind of only go so far right being meta uh, about what you're making and why you're making it has like a limit to it you know it doesn't last very long in the test of time but I still had a lot of fun, and I think it has some really good issues, uh, really good ideas and theories and whatever. They're kind of mind-blowing. Um, like the bullet time thing was introduced in this movie, and I thought that was fun. NPH had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, he did. <clears throat> Which is funny, because I played those games. Enter the Matrix and Neo, the one, I think it was called. I played both. Mm-hmm. Um, bullet time was a huge thing in those movies, kind of. Like where you slow down time and you can avoid bullets and fight stuff and shit. Like I remember playing that, and uh, it's funny how this this one takes it from that kind of and makes it into the movie. That was a lot of fun. Um, one thing I was confused though is the I don't know what you think about this the Agent Smith thing. Okay. What What did you think about that? Um, which part? Which Agent Smith? Well, I mean, it sucks that they couldn't get um, what's his name? Shit. Fuck. That actor. I know who you're talking about. I'll get it for you. Yeah, that actor. Mm-hmm. It sucks that they couldn't get him to uh, re- redo his role. Hugo I mean, Weaving. Hugo we- I know there's an H somewhere. I'm like, Hugh? No. Uh, Hugo Weaving. 
Um, but like, I guess I don't understand his significance. Uh, no, I guess I do understand that. I, I guess I don't know why he's there. Yeah, that's the that's essentially the problem I have also. Yeah, um, I don't understand why he's there. I get why Trinity is there, like the idea that the one doesn't exist without the power of love, which was introduced in the very first movie, as to why he is the one. Without right. her love, there is no one. So it makes right. sense that they both are, kind of, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. There can't be one without the other, right? Right, and then they kind of... That's my favorite part of the second half of the movie is that kind of make her into as powerful as he is. Um, or whatever. Yeah, but the, 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 the Agent Smith thing, I don't get that. I, I don't get it yet. Maybe I'll get it one day when I rewatch it. Yeah, I have to rewatch but, it because I, I don't get right. it because I feel like he's like... He's just in there toying with them, like toying with both sides like like he doesn't he's he's free from both but he's technically a sentient or ai right so he yeah, has to live in well, the, the thing is that every program has a mind of its own and that's always takes me a long time to remember because it doesn't seemingly make sense but i guess it makes sense right, right. robots would would make other robots <laughs> other ai sentience like they would be separate from the source Right. Somehow, like it's not the same thing. They're not a hive mind, like no, the, the Borg or whatever. Um, they are their own minds, and that's just something that is really hard for me to kind of wrap my mind around because it seems like everything will be solved without that. But right. at the same time, that's what makes them unique. I'm like, okay, fine. Right. Um, but I still don't get the Agent Smith thing. I really don't. And I yeah, feel like I, I felt like yeah. he was honestly there as like uh, almost like a red herring for us. Um, but right. I just. And I also felt like he was like, I'm just here for the right of it. Thanks for letting me be here. Like, I just want to see where this is going. Like, I don't, I have, I have nothing to do. And it felt like that um, from his perspective, I suppose. Um, I don't know. It, just, it did feel weird because I was like, oh, what are we going to do with him? And then you don't, and you get some stuff and then you, you're like, but why are you here? Like, I just felt so confused. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I do want to rewatch it for, I guess, one of that's one of the reasons as well. Um, and then there's the other Agent Smith, technically, who turns out to be Morpheus. Um, oh yeah, I mean, the what do you think? Of, I mean, the Morpheus thing being like physically there. What do you think about that? Like the nanobots? I know it's not nanobots, but something like that. Yeah. Um. Well, it made sense because Morpheus, the real Morpheus, is already dead. Um, right, but this, that's where I'm leading to understand. Am I correct? Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so he writes a Morpheus of code, right, to make him into this thing or whatever. To essentially to find him, right? Yeah, break him free. Yeah, I thought that was that was cool. That, I thought that was cool too. I thought that was really cool. And then um, the whole sentient thing, I found that really weird, and I got lost also there as to like how it was. Like these little pebbles or whatever the hell it was, these magnets or whatever, in the the real real world. Um, when it was like a robot, still attached mm-hmm. to like technically the Matrix, but it could throw itself outside, but it wasn't being tracked. It's so weird. Like I'm, I'm so confused with some of the things that happen. Um, cause like you said, you forget that they're not all one hive mind. Like if you're this, you're connected together, but if you're not that, you're not connected together. Yeah, it's like a weird thing, you know. Mm-hmm. You think you think there'd be a software update for that, like Unreal. Yeah, yeah. I, really, I guess I still don't get that whole thing. 
because they do update things and I still don't know where it all comes from or how it all really works. But um, I feel like there's some shortcuts here. I do feel like that as well. Um, I felt like there were shortcuts, but I also felt like it was kind of long. The movie did feel long. Oh, yeah. I didn't feel the length of the movie. I mean, I guess I felt it a little bit when he's in IO. Um, this is before they do the Trinity heisting, okay. um, which was cool. I thought that I liked the heisting thing. Um, yeah, there was some, there was a, a few moments in there where it was like a lot of like, it wasn't just talky, but it was like a little, like I kind of know where this is going or I know what they're talking about. I, I don't feel like I was getting a lot of new information necessarily, even though I did want to see more of the world of IO. Um, I felt like that was the only parts where I felt like the movie was uh, dragging. But no, I, I didn't really feel the two hour plus whatever it was. Not for me. Yeah, had fun with it. Uh, what else do you want to talk about? Um, good question. Let me see. Let me let me recall, regale my collections because I saw this like literally right after we recorded the like, two days after. Oh, the last show? Out. Yeah. Yeah, the last show. So it's two, almost two weeks ago, exactly. Yeah, like did all. Um, that was such a busy day for me when I went to watch this movie. <laughs> uh, it was such a busy day. Uh, let's think. Let's think. Um, what was I going to talk about? I wanted to. No, we brought up the Agent Smith thing. That's what I wanted to bring up as well. Um, I guess. Uh, what did you? And this is where I'm curious. Like, do you feel like there's going to be another movie? I feel like there is. Okay. And I mean, I guess it depends like on the success of this one and whether or not Lana's going to make it a different story too, but it does seem like kind of like the first one, how it ends with Neo saying this is not the end, this is just the beginning uh-huh. and he's like ramping up the audience and it ends with him flying into the air, uh, being a full manifestation of the one, right? Yeah, and that's where the first one ends, and um, I feel like this one has a similar ending, where like there is going to be another one. I think I mean, it has. It for sure ends very, very uh, similar to like the first one with yeah. the flying. That's what I'm saying, and I don't know if it's just a callback to that original. There's a lot of that here, especially with the Asian fight scene, yeah, um, and other things too. Um, but it, I, I don't know. It feels like there's a possibility for more, like. They've they've escaped their jail cell of resurrection, so to speak, their cocoon. And like now what? Right. That's what I really liked about the trilogy itself. Like it really tries to earnestly go for answering those questions in its own way and diligently and just goes along doing it. And whether or not you agree you wanted the movie to go that way, reloaded and and revolutions kind of just take it all the way as they could. And uh, so it kind of feels like maybe they're setting up for, yeah, for another one. It feels like they are. And would I be down to see it? Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, I felt like that too. I'm just curious as to what, I guess, are we just redoing things? I don't know. It was interesting um, to say, at least. I, I think it's harder and harder for me, though, to envision a, um, not to say that the Matrix, because the Matrix is just the, pro, the, the, the fantasy world. Right. Program, right? Um, yeah, I'm more curious about the other world, the regular world. <clears throat> I was about to say that that like it seems like they're going to do everything in their power to keep things 
um, as important in the Matrix as it is in the real world because the movie's called The Matrix because that's where all the cool fight scenes happen because you can bend right. gravity and time and different things where in the real world, everyone's just a real person. Yeah, I, um, I also wanted to bring up something. I, I just remembered it now, now that you're talking about the real person, everybody else. Um, uh, I mean, I do hope that happens, right? And that they, if they do make another movie, or if and when, um, they kind of do give us more focus on the other world, whatever Zion, right? I'll, I'll, I'll. Um, and uh, but I, I felt like in this movie there was a lack of, of um, this is like one of the great movie I had a movie is uh, there's a lack of um, loss of character. Not not that we need to lose characters, but like the fact of like there was no uh, worry to lose anybody. No one felt. I didn't feel connected to anybody, especially of the new people that I should have. I felt, I felt like the movie didn't do a good enough job with that. And I feel like in that last scene when they're all being hunted and literally those guys are just popping from like everywhere and just trying to kill them. Um, I feel like uh, the, the, the stakes of them dying. I, n- I never, never, never felt that like they were going to. Um, hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I guess I didn't either, but I didn't think too much about it, though. Huh. Yeah. I don't point. know. I felt like in the other movies, the other movies, that, uh, especially in the first one, I felt like they did a better job of introducing all the characters and giving us their, even their little bits, their quirks, their things. Mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, as Neo, as the person we're seeing it through, you saw the, his perspective and you would see, like, his curiosity of, of them and then kind of, like, his relationship with them, you know? Um, and then you would kind of learn about the character a little bit, and then you at least have something to go about that. So when, when you lose somebody, it would suck, you know, if you lost somebody. Yeah, yeah, I see your point. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um. And what do you think of Neil Patrick Harris as the the architect? Yeah, the architect. He's like the new architect, right? That boring dude from the second Reloaded movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Man, that conversation when I saw that in theaters, the reloaded one, I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I was like, it was like that one scene in V for Vendetta, another Wachowski project. Oh, is that Wachowski's? Yeah, that's the Wachowski's. Um, so much stuff. Yeah, anything that looks androgynous or like <laughs> anti-societal kind of thing, like it's probably them. You're horrible. Uh-huh. What? That's what they do. Um, haven't you seen Sense Eight? So good. Anyway, I uh, couldn't get into it. I saw like the first two episodes. Oh man, I've seen the entire show twice. So sad I am. Anyway, um, Neil Patrick Harris. I think it was great. He's definitely like I would say an upgrade because not just because Neil Patrick Harris, but because he's uh, a very pretty solid villain, exactly full of himself, like the old architect would have been. Yes. Um, I, I guess it introduces the bullet time, but also introduces other cool, cool concept of the zombie agents, like just on swarm, make everyone connected to the matrix. Right. The weapon at the same time. That's pretty cool. Like this movie suddenly turns into a horror movie. Like a few times. I'm like, Holy shit. Like, yeah, it does. But then, like I said, it doesn't feel like there's no, I get I, 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 what you're saying. Like, you don't feel like any of the other characters would have died. I actually didn't. I, I thought, I didn't think one way or the other. I thought they could die. Not Neo and Trinity, but the rest could have. They didn't. I'm just saying. I, I, I felt I like they could have too, and I felt like they almost should have. 
and it would have been like, oh shit, people actually die in this, but then they didn't. Then I was like, oh, I guess people don't die in this. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, I'm not, I, mean, I, I feel like I'm picking on the movie a lot, but like, I think um, here's another thing that I think the movie's missing maybe a lot more. Mm-hmm. It miss it, it's it's missing a clarification of what uh, the majority of the machines think of themselves. I think we're missing a consensus of like. Like, for example, this war that they just mentioned, it, all, all it is is a mention of a war between machines. Um, like, what is the outcome of that? Clearly, some of that is that some of them went to IO to help them, right? They're like, they saw this peace agreement with Neo as a sign, like, hey, humans are like, they shouldn't be like, ex, you know, exterminated the way we've been doing it. They shouldn't be this way or this way. It's like, it's like their version of racism, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, but not well, quite so. It's almost like their version of freedom, also. If you think about right. it, because a lot but, of their programming is just well, you follow your programming. It's in the programming, right? Right. That's true. That's also true. And also, this movie and this movie too, the fourth one, they all do this. Well, they all talk about the the, the difference between choice and fate, especially the mm-hmm. first one. But they all do it. Um, there's a lot of that going on. Uh, all that stuff is there, but like, I feel like we're missing a perspective, a sense of like how, why does the source. I understand the source still needs its energy from the humans and the pots. Mm-hmm. Hence why the matrix still exists. Correct. So it makes sense that they would, he would replace the architect with this Neil Patrick Harris type. And then mm-hmm. what he does with it is that he clearly takes way more advantage of the world and is more out there and more hands-on, right? And all this stuff. Um, and more creative. But like, you know, not only is there no mention of the article, of the Oracle, sorry, but like the Oracle is unnecessary in this new world. But it's still like, I feel like there is like, yeah. there's this loss of like, I need to like, does that mean that the source, mm-hmm. which is the main bad guy created the matrix, still creating it. Uh, are they, is that how much of it, how much of, how much of its alliances has it depleted from this war to, all machines think of it is, is, is a part of the source that doesn't think this way, that thinks right. that humans should be more free about it, or they should be like more, I don't know what. And it kind of like, I feel like there's like a misstep there. I, I can't really articulate it because I don't know exactly what I'm looking Which for. Which is interesting. Now that, in it's interesting now you, that we're talking about it, though, it makes it seem like if we do get another movie, you can totally bring up all of this and just focus on this if you wanted to, too. And it would be a really great plot to combine with the rest of what's going on, you know? Yeah, because it is part of the world that they're building. So true. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I, I, otherwise, I think that's it. Yeah, I got nothing else. Yeah. All right. I think we'll we'll cut it there for the Matrix Resurrection. I'm sure there's more, but fun times. Um, <laughs> I, I gotta say, they really make Trinity look pretty badass. More badass than Neo they did. In this did movie. did you did Neo shoot a bullet at all? One bullet? No. I don't think he used the gun at all. He didn't. And I, I heard a big complaint from people about that. A big complaint. Uh, I rather like that, actually. Yeah. So I thought it was cool. I thought it was I thought it was actually kind of cool that they that they didn't even have to have him like shoot a bullet. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of uh, The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no two uh, there is no two uh there's no lightsabers across each other in the entire movie. Hmm, yeah. There's no actual lightsaber battles, like lightsaber and lightsaber, like no two actually connect or fight like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, very, I don't know. Very weird. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's Matrix Resurrections. Check it out in theaters and on HBO Max. 
Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review our second film of the evening, which is called The Power of the Dog. Stay woof. Wow. Twenty-five years since our first run together. Nineteen hundred and nothing. It's a long time. What's it doing? Getting mixed up with her. You are marvelous, Rose. We were married Sunday. I did, sir. <laughs> well, Brother Phil? Charismatic rancher Phil Burbank inspires fear and awe in those around him. When his brother brings home a new wife and her son, Bill torments them to find, until he finds himself exposed to the possibility of love. This is uh, Jane Campion's latest film. She written directed by her, along with written with Thomas Savage or Savage. Um, Savage. Based on the novel. Yeah, you know, just giving him a little bit more. European um, flair. Yeah, there you go. This is a movie starring uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Kristen Dunst, Jesse Plemons. Uh, Cody Smith McPhee, and amongst others. Dude, that fucker got skeletony. Skeletony is a great word for that. Yeah, that's, that's it's a great made-up uh, word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I want to say I went first last time. So, Oscar, what what are your first impressions of this movie? Oh man, this movie is a is a trip. It's a real trip. There's real. Um, <clears throat> I guess we'll see you next fall. Um. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Such an old man. Um, anyway, I was gonna say a joke, but not a joke, whatever. I was gonna say this movie had real <clears throat> power to it. Um, wow, felt dog like. No, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm a, I am, uh, I'm a, a middling fan of Jane Campion. I say middling because I think she is. Clearly, a filmmaker that's doing things and has been doing this for a long time, decades now, um, way above my pay grade. And by pay grade, I mean like way above my mature level, probably my intelligence level, probably my ability to empathize level, like in general. Like, and not to say that you have to be a greater person or a smart person to understand. Her. I mean, I think you have to be a little smart to understand her movies, but beyond that, you don't have to, you know, like them even if you do understand them. I, I wish I just grew up understanding them. Now I'm, th- I'm starting to over the last few years. Um, and I think this is, a, for me, a good example of, uh, of her latest being a really good one. I really, really love this movie. And it, um, it builds on itself pretty well, the movie. Um, no act feels like, I mean, every act feels like, obviously, it came from the previous one. It's all the same cast of characters or everything, but it's not an experimental movie. But um, it is a period piece and it does build upon itself to this like crescendo of an ending crescendo of a, of a third act that it feels it feels much more explosive than it is actually shown and all the while um some subtle great acting going on there's some fucking 
um, awesome things it has to say about societal things and men and masculinity and all that. I'm sure for a lot of people who can see it that way. Yeah, it worked for me. It really worked for me. And Benedict Cumberbatch um, is the is the star for me in this one. Mm-hmm. What about you? What about me? The fuck you thought, man? Oh, okay, yeah. That's a good question. Um, uh, just repeating the same question I asked. But anyways, um, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I would say um, I I watched this with my wife. I got a little lost in their one of the jump the transition processes of the movie mm. where i was like are we did i miss something kind of thing but uh besides that that was like towards the beginning middle nothing crazy um besides that though i thought the movie uh went by nicely um better to come better to come back is a dick um and i love nope. it um it is very much uh when you are the smartest man in the room i suppose kind of thing um issue but i never like i never i don't know if the movie ever tells us that um no no it never says anything directly no it never says anything directly i think until one part later in the movie um but the way he commands his uh his ranchers um and everything else is uh is uh what's it called it's really really powerful it's a powerful role for him very subtle but very as a you know man he's a man you know like um, yeah but it's like while his it feels like while his brother's just almost dicking around it's almost like he's just there because they're his brother you know what i'm saying it's like in a weird way um but uh watching the role it's it's interesting i like it i i did feel like i'm i hate to say because i feel like a lot of these movies are always like um it didn't feel hammed on or anything like that with uh with what's it called um uh, with uh, with the call, I couldn't think of his name. I'm trying to use the character, the act character's name. Uh, with Phil's, with Phil's, uh, um, what's it called? Uh, uh, love life, right? Um, I just, it just does feel like, um, uh, and at the same time, like I, I feel like we wouldn't have gotten this movie otherwise. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's the what makes it. I don't know if that's what makes it cool or not, or anything like that, or it's add on, it adds on to it. I just feel like it's. I was like, oh okay. I mean, I it was more like a oh okay, like that's that's fine. But I feel like it's always. I always feel like around this time of the year we get a movie like this, and it feels like it's been like that very lately, like the last couple of years. Um, the theme is always very similar. Okay, yeah. I guess. Um... Maybe I need more to clarify. Um, is it becoming rote for you? I'm sorry? Is this becoming rote? Like it's becoming uh, too trendy? Yeah, 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 very much so, yeah. It just feels like it's... Give me recent examples. Um, I'm trying to think. I can't in the moment. What's that movie that the guy that we never like to see, then we're like, oh, he's actually a good actor? The guy from Dune? Um, the fuck is that? No, the one from Dune. The one from Dune. The okay. Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet, whatever. Anyways, uh, <laughs> what was he in that? What was the name of the movie that was he was in? What that, that one like did really uh, good or whatever? The only one I've seen of his is Lady Bird. That was nominated a hundred times. Um, is that what you mean? No, Call Me By Your Name. I never saw. 
<laughs> well, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I never saw Call Me By Your Name, right? But there's Call Me By Your Name. Um, there's the, uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the other movie that came out the year before? Um, the other Benedict Cumberbatch movie that Call came out. Call You like, By Your Name. The other Benedict Cumberbatch, shut up. <laughs> the other Benedict Cumberbatch movie that came out, like, I think two years ago now, uh, where he's the math guy. Or three years, maybe more. Uh, oh, no, fuck, that was, that was like five that was, years. It was. That was a it long was. time ago. Actually. It was a while ago. I guess it's just you know things all blur by at this point. But I, yeah, I the feel imitation game. Right? Imitation game. But I feel like every year we're getting like I get like a movie like like this, and it's always like around the same exact time. And I'm just like, Ugh. well, I don't know if this will make you feel better for. But it's been a movie like this every year for for, for as long as we've been alive. No, of course there is. But I'm saying like it's the exact same time. It's like literally like it feels like the exact same trope. It's like I don't know. Mm. Uh, yeah. Okay. So movie didn't like did not boil you over is what you're saying. No, I mean, yeah. not really. Um, um, I like the good acting overall, and I I like the second half over the first half. Although I do I did find some of the first half funny. Um. Oh, and I would, in I would say as funny as it is cringy, cringe. Oh yeah, a hundred percent cringy. But like it is funny, like. I never, I never find cringe funny, honestly. But well, no, it's it's funny as in like to the point where like you're like, man, like you, it's like you pissed off the wrong guy, and it's funny because we know, like he's doing it, you know, but it's only because of that. It's not other than that. It's it's shitty to why. If I was there in real life, I would be like, oh, that sucks. Like, okay, my question to you about this movie, and I don't know, if this will help you in any way. Sure. Um, I mean, by help you, I mean help you see it. The way I seen it, um, whose movie is this? And I don't mean like specifically. Just don't think about the ending only necessarily, but in the totality of of the whole movie, whose movie is this? Do you think? Uh, I would say it's Benedict Cumberbatch's movie. Okay, no, I agree. I no, yeah, everyone, I'm sure, would agree with that. Because um, you know, it really kind of starts off in a weird way, like a almost like a romantic thing going on with the. His fat brother, yeah, <laughs> Jeff Clemens, sure, right? sure, sure. Yeah. meaning Kristen Dunst. Kristen Dunst, sorry, I always say Kristen, it's Kirsten. I know, um, it's drives me nuts. Uh, you know, they're married in real life, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Who, uh, Clemens and Kristen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how they met, but I'm glad they found each other. Um, sure, in Hollywood. Well, yeah, the way. I just wonder if it was a movie or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so at first it's like with them. Really, and then and then it, and then it veers off, right? And it kind of shares it with the brother. I mean, it's not that he's not in it all the time; he's in it all the time. And but he's like more pronounced. Um, and then the, there's a conflict going on between this um, this new woman in their lives, uh, 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 son, only son. Um, conflict with that, and the the, the, whole, the whole ideals of what uh, a man is supposed to be, a man, uh, what a, a man is supposed to do and act like. Right, all of that is grinding against uh, Phil's entire life, <laughs> life goals, his, his, not his dreams necessarily, but like his stance, his beliefs, his values, and yeah. um, it grinds on him to quickly mock and hatred and jealousy, I guess, in a way, um, because he can do kind of that kind of thing that he will never be able to do, even though he doesn't really want to, maybe, quote unquote. Um, sure. I think, I think uh, you know, I think this movie is separated by uh, a lot of those others that you mentioned, 
Uh, one, because I mean, I haven't seen uh, like Call Me By Your Name, for example, but I have seen many of the ones you're talking about made by other filmmakers. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you know, in a way, um, the, 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 the most recent one that it reminds me of, and this is not at all similar, it just feels similar, yep. is Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Um, have you seen that movie? No. Okay. Now, it's, it's not about the same thing whatsoever. It's actually the opposite. It's not about the male anything. Uh, male, it's not, I mean, there's no male gaze in this movie. I think mm. there's one scene when he's like leering at Kirsten Dunst, maybe, and that's really it. Um, but it's, um, but it's about the male point of view and how it can go bad and the positives and, you know, and the world that they're in and what makes that bad about it, even though men rule the world. What is the self-imposed regulations and rules and insanities that we put upon ourselves to achieve success and what is success if it means that you suffer, right? All this stuff. Um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire um, is, is like similar, has all those same elements, but through the perspective of women. Um, and, and it is a love story, though. And this one, I wouldn't call it a love story. This power of a dog. I think this movie has a lot more to say. It's probably a little more scatter shot, I guess. It has a, a lot more points it wants to touch on based on the time and the place and all that. Um, like, it's, I mean, it's it's very much on purpose that it's set in the United States, you know, set during a very specific Western period of time. Um, all that. Uh and Porto Relay of Fire is more singularly driven. You know, it's two yeah. women, two women, a third here and there. And the um, uh, yeah, and, and they, they both, I think, show beauty in different ways, I think. And I think this one uh, achieves it in a way where I think the same way a portrait does to its perspectives. Like very subtle. You get it all entirely on your own. <coughs> Not to say that it gives you no answers. It does give you a lot to think about. And I think uh, other movies that are lesser than Portrait in this movie, in my opinion, of recent memory, I think what they they fail is that they can't help themselves but show too much or they can't, like, maybe there's something, I, I don't know, in the filmmaking or something, but um, I really fell for this one, I guess, compared to the other ones. Because um, many of them fail, and a lot of them really fail. Um, they're completely forgettable movies, too, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't think this one is. But... Uh, maybe we should enter spoilers so we can talk more freely about I feel it. I feel like we probably will should, yeah. Cool. So let's do that for uh, The Power of the Dog, starting right now. Open up the gate, let him out. You sure he's not ready? Go on, let him out. It's just a man, Peter. Only another man. <laughs> man was made by patience and the odds against him for what kind of man would i be if i did not help my mother Peter! if i did not save her Lonesome place out here, Pete. Unless you get in the swing of things. All right. I don't know. Maybe I just don't like the characters at this point. Maybe because he is such a dick. I mean, do you relate to any characters? I don't mean to yourself, but to anyone in your life? Not really. Okay. 
I no, think not I really. do. I, I, I I, I, the closest one I can relate to, I guess, would be, in a way, is, I guess, Phil? I mean, it's just getting your work done. That's about it. Like, um, and work ethic-wise, you know? Like, um... Yeah, I know. Yeah, I I feel like I, I relate to Phil for sure, hundred percent, and not yeah. just in, not just in those ways either. In other ways, um, uh, I feel like I relate to the kid. I feel like I, um, in a weird way, relate to like the the anxietal uh, nature of uh, of um, what do you call it societal <laughs> encounters, like Kirsten Dunst. I relate to her in that way. She just fucking freezes and panics. Like, don't make me fucking play the piano. You know? uh, um, yeah, I know. I I. I can relate to it, but I don't relate to it personally. I can I can see why it's relatable though. Yeah, no, I no, that's definitely. I I feel like I've been there. Mine is the piano. Just take the piano. Um, yeah, and so I can see all that. Uh, so I, I, for me, um, yes, I mean this movie has a lot to say about, like I said, societal stuff and mas- masculinity, toxic masculinity, and all that. But like, I think to me, what I what I took away the most uh powerful is like this idea of that you know something about the world that very few if any out there knows and can understand like you do and that is at its worst it is hubris it is ego it is pride but like drenched in sin kind of pride that can Uh lead to bad things and you know on the opposite spectrum you know depending on your results right uh you can have you can achieve amazing success you can achieve um respect right accountability you can you can receive or sociopathic skills i guess you could say even um in the case of the kid a little bit um all this stuff i think this movie has uh, for me it was strongest about that and obviously, it leads all about the ending. The third, the whole third act is basically when the when the Native American and his pelt thing started happening. I was like, yeah. "Why are we focusing on this?" And I'm like, "I know why." I mean, it felt it was a red herring in a way, where like, "Oh man, this is the one thing that's going to put it over the top." I feel it's going to really go after his brother's wife, right, right, right. And yeah. it it was, but it wasn't about that whatsoever. It was a red yeah. herring for the real thing, which is what he wanted the pelts for, right. right. And I was like, that's very wholesome. And like, man, the way he's gone on to this kid. And I couldn't help but think, of course, that the Bronco guy uh-huh. and him were, you know, I think they were gay or something like that. Or yeah. Bronco Bill, is that his name? I know Bronco's in the name. Uh, no, it's HP. HP. Uh, yeah, I think it was HP. The, mm-hmm. the initials were HP. Yeah. Over him having something. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, But I know he's like, Bronco or something, yeah. Or just say Bronco, I guess. Um, yeah, it's like Bronco. It's like so many things going on with the Bronco thing. I don't mean just homosexuality, which I think is there. I think the fact that his <laughs> that he hasn't. I'm not saying that no woman can ever. I mean, obviously, no one can stand up to him or stand to has stand up has stand him at all, and he shouldn't be like he shouldn't be allowed to say those things to those people. But plenty of assholes can marry also. So, sure, sure, and I sure. think that him as driven as he would be, as successful as he is in that territory, right, in that yeah, state, like he's the richest family, right, around in those parts. Um, yeah, I think that you know, were he not gay or interested in that kind of thing, he would totally be married at any point he wanted to. Yeah. Um, 
So I think uh, I think there's the homosexuality definitely is part of it, and but I think it's highly repressed. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, it is. But you know what? He, I feel, and this is where the movie makes liberties. Like it gives you the option. How do you think about it? This is how I think about it. I think that. By the way, it's a spoiler, so I should I should say that um, the kid Cody Smith McPhee's character, Kirsten Dunst's kid, kills an elaborate, fucked up, clever way. Kills Phil. In order yeah. to, in order to basically save his mom from his constant terror, yeah, this is, that's essentially it. That's it. Now, all the things involved with it makes it awesome. So. Well, that was funny because, like, that was one of gonna be one of my questions to you. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I, I thought. Oh, well, uh, you're not I sure? Thought, I mean, maybe. I no, mean, no, 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 no. I, so I was gonna ask you at the end. I was like, so, so, do you feel like that's the case? Because I felt that way. I yeah, felt yeah. like that's what he did. Well, he was handling the rope with gloves on purpose. Oh, I didn't even notice that, to be honest. At the end, yeah. yeah. He didn't want no, to touch the, the lace up with whatever. Yeah, no, I didn't even notice that. I noticed Anthrax. more of the just the fact that, like, um, what's it called? Uh, when he offered, I uh, I was like, I was like, what is he talking about? What? I was like, oh, that one? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's not the hide you should be offering there, uh, Mr. Uh, mischievous guy you're doing over here, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, I, I saw it then, and obviously when it happened, I was like, oh, "That's fucked up." Yeah. So I mean, this is where I, I have all these other questions and thoughts. Uh, I don't remember exactly what I was saying before. It was important. I'll get to it, I guess, at some point when my mind reminds me. Sure. Um, but like, there's like there is like a uh, there is like a fucking there's like layer and a puzzle scheme going on between those two. There's a dance where Phil doesn't know he's dancing for his life. And he's gonna fail, but like, but Cody Smith McPhee's character, what's his name in the fucking movie? We've been calling the other guy Phil. She's Peter. Us, Peter, thank you. <laughs> we should call him by the names in the movie. Um, and Peter, I mean, uh, uh, and Peter is is playing this deadly game, trying to get to know this man. Yeah. Right. And but we don't know, you know, if not not what not it, like not um how much of it because we don't know if it's true or not but we don't know if or not he felt anything empathetic right. wise to him yeah because he's very like you notice the kid is almost like not cold but he can be very detached if he wants to be like like very by mean completely right yeah the um, movie kind of sprinkles that in with the rabbit correct right because uh he's like yeah i like rabbits. there's one scene right very right very much where he's like i like rabbits yeah and he said, "Well, why'd you like dissect? Well, how am I going to become a surgeon if I'm not going to dissect the rabbit? Like if I can't practice, you know? right? Yeah, right. And, and that's like, a, and then it, so like you kind of like play like, okay, like that makes sense. But like just yeah. the, the way he was very much, yeah, how he delivered the lines and everything else, it was like very, very almost like, uh, yeah, you're you're real close to being a psychopath, kind of thing. like yeah. real close to being a little bit too detached. You put and one the- sock on, one pants on, one other <laughs> sock on, the other put lamp pant on, you know, like biggest- kind of shit." And the biggest metaphor the movie has about the relationship between well, what's going to happen to Phil and Phil and Peter is that scene when when he's looking for the rabbit under the brush, he's chasing it, and he yeah he, he finds this pile that hit under right, and he's lifting it and stuff. He's like creating his own end by helping you know Peter find this rabbit and fucking murder it and crack yeah, neck and shit right in front of him as if it's nothing, and. And he's like, in that moment, you know, this is where Benedict Cumberbatch is a really good actor in this movie. Like, all those looks he gives, like, he, like, surprised, like, may, should be a gas, maybe not. Maybe he underestimated him. 
And he's showing that he, this kid was underestimated by this simple fact. And this is where my whole thesis really comes in, mm. is that he knew that the foothill looked like a fucking dog. Right? Um, to him, that was the whole thing. The fact that, that was the thing I was mentioning earlier about like, you go out into the world thinking that you know something important about life that no one around you does. No yeah. one you've ever met does, except for Bronco, the one man you love, right? Sure. Um, and it's this, it's this thing. The way you can look at something that everyone in the world says is one thing, but you know it's something else, right? Yeah. And it's so plain and clear to you. And only if this Peter guy, you know, this Peter guy fucking comes in and just says it. Like, yeah, day one, I saw that. Um, that it looks like a dog. And he's like, day, day one, he's like reassuring. Like, really? Are you sure you? Are you sure? No one told you? Um, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, his idiot fat ass brother who he keeps making fun of never saw it, things like that. Um, and like that's the uh, that is the crutch of the movie, and it says so much about so many other things. Like I said, the homosexuality part, the way he sees himself as a man, all this stuff. Um, and he reflects all that upon the kid. And that's where the movie gets much more interesting, too, because, like, again, um, it feels like I think the answer is simpler by the end. Obviously, it's simple. Like, the kid never gave a shit about him. And he's fucking cold, cold uh, blooded. But, like, <laughs> yeah, up until perfect. that moment, you don't know for sure what the kid uh, his mental state is or emotional state. Is he empathetic? Does he care? Is he going to turn back? Does he not want to do this? I mean, you never know if he's going to kill him or not, but you know he's up to something and because uh, he's weird and you know it, you know. Um, yeah, and it's, it's just a cool a cool game up until the very end, you know. Uh, yeah. Woody or Woody not, and he does. He does it. It's fucking crazy. Um, yeah, and I guess is uh, you know, even though he had, even though Phil had stopped, I guess, for the most part, tormenting his mother, Peter's mom, um, it was too little, too late. I guess uh, he already made this, his decision. Well, I, I think he, I think he kind of like puts himself in his own grave. Where you're, he talks about his mom very freely to the, like how he doesn't like her, you know. And the complaint shouldn't be towards the mom; it should be towards more like the brother, right? In my, in my opinion, um, the complaint should be more towards like, well, yeah, like. Wait, who's complaining? The what's it called? Benedict Cumberbatch's character, Phil. Uh, Phil. Yeah. Phil should be complaining more about George and not Rose. I get you don't like Rose, right? Probably because she's a woman, and in the way of whatever you guys do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or just feels like it's in his way of just change overall, right? Yeah. But it's just like I feel like, well, the person who brought him there was was your brother, <laughs> like. It was George, right? George yeah. is the one who sucks, uh, you know, uh, seeked out that relationship and everything else. And you should, you know, hold more accountability to that. And if any issues is hold accountability to that, to him, not to her, you know, and just keep your distance or whatever. But obviously that's his pride is too much for that um, to do any of that. And it's just also the times, which would make sense as to why we can completely attack her. Um, Instead of ever bringing up anything normal, right? Yeah, but you know, uh, heaven, heaven, heaven forbid, someone speaks about their feelings and anything in the westerns and the in the western time and stories. This well, time frame. Well, there's like a, you know, and this movie has a, a few points of no return, right? 
you know, I mentioned about the, the, the awesome allegory about the rabbit or the, the Benedict Cumberbatch, or Phil helps Peter in killing, which is a metaphor, you know, the rabbit is him. And uh, other things like that, like the Bronco scenes or whatever, that makes you think, oh, shit, um, the, the dog outline scene, um, all that. But uh, one a big one is um, it's, it's when he's making the rope, which is a big deal in the West. You make rope from scratch. That's, you know, Dude, that's, a, that's, that's no, a, no small feat. You know what's funny is I, I thought about that. And then the next thought I had was, man, like uh, technology sure helped out with like things like making yeah. that kind of stuff right. just so easy and accessible to make like i'm sure it's obviously it doesn't take i mean you know, we make rope with the titanium steel now to make bridges and shit that's indestructible you know right exactly what i'm saying like it just takes you know significantly less effort mm-hmm. I mean, to make the machine you still need to make it but the machine can just do it in nothing yeah time, you know yeah yeah um no no it's a, it's a i mean that's a that's a real gift that's that's a and you know it's he, funny he I works this, on it like the whole summer and I saw that, you know, we've seen this movie. I mean, I saw this movie uh, a, w- a while ago, before our last show, even. So I saw it around Christmas time. So it was like, dumb, like this is the best gift of the year um, <laughs> in movies. This is the most Christmas movie ever. I'm um, not really. Um, anyway, there's a scene. Uh, I think he's making it. In, they're in the barn. And he basically, uh, Phil, almost, it seems like he's about to accidentally save himself. Um, again, he has no idea. I mean, Maybe he has some idea. That's not true. I, I never thought that he was completely like dumb, dumb about it. He definitely was blinded to the kid, but like, uh, not completely. I feel like there's a few moments where he wasn't sure what's going on, but or he was sus, you know, the kid sus a little bit. Um, but ultimately, obviously, he trusted him too much. Um, anyway, uh, the scene is that uh, he's he almost walks and he almost saves his own life by by like going to the kid and i don't remember what the kid says to elicit this from him but like i think it's right before he tells him that he's gonna make this rope or right after or something um that him and his mother will never be ridiculed and mocked ever again right something like that remember he says that he says something like you and your mom he says something like that no one will ever make fun of you again. You will have respect around you, something like that. Right. He does say something like, yes, you're not wrong. Yeah. He, he does almost, because that's like, you know, had he obviously done that from the start, he would never be in this situation. But like, that's the whole point. If he was like that from the start, the kid would never have any interest in hanging out with him for him to get to know him the way he likes him, you know? So it's a uh, damned if you do, I guess. <coughs> yeah, I just feel like... Um... There's, uh, I mean, it's all from the beginning, right? The movie, the Phil's just too much of a, too much of an asshole, I guess, right? Or, and it's you know, and too it's bitter, playful. I think it's too it's, bitter, I think. Yeah, it's playful in the beginning, you know, because they're just making fun of him because he makes this, but he burns his paper, his paper things in the beginning of the the flowers, right? Mm-hmm. He burns the paper flowers in the beginning when he lights it up to light up a cigarette. He makes fun of him. Uh, makes fun of him obviously later uh and then that's just the mom right and then now you're finding out that the mom's being like led to drunkness right and then makes fun of the mom for being there but like you're stressing her out and you can see why yeah um and stuff like that and like he feels like he has no like well it was never my fault kind of thing you know like he had no nothing like that even though we find out that phil's actually like a, a a learned man, right? In this, these days, he's uh, 
Oh yeah, he's like a savant for sure. He's like yeah, no, well he he went to Yale. He's a Yale graduate. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He went to Yale. And the only reason you find that out is because the governor's excited to meet him. Uh Um, The the governor's like, well, yeah, let me find out who this you know this Yale man is. Kind of like, oh my god, like I'm gonna find it's a rancher and he's. Yeah, nowadays you go throw a rock, you'll hit a Yale man. But back then, no. Well, not only that, but it's like also just like you know, yeah, he's a smart guy. He's they're obviously have. Good business for a reason, you know. And he does all these things and whatever. Right, yeah, reason. right. It's more than just making shit. You gotta know how to build your empire, right? Right, exactly. Very much so. Yeah. So it is like one of those things that you 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 know you just kind of find that out. You're like, oh, okay. So he's not just a yeah, like natural, He's not just yeah. a, you know he's not just your your typical lunkhead kind of person, you know. Is this that for your high school bully? You find out that he was like helping in soup kitchens on the if anyone like, if, the any, if anyone the, the dumb the dumb one here is is george is the brother no no he is legit dumb that's why the movie really has no interest in staying with him he, the, the movie uses him just as the linchpin to get this movie going right and establish the dynamic and then that's it and then because he knows that the, this couple is the least interesting part of the movie <laughs> yeah yeah and, and then uh right it's just yeah, I, I I, I, you know i will say this though about the movie that i did not really super enjoy or found it that rewarding, I should say, is that uh, I don't like um, necessarily how it's spent uh, X Y Z time on the the, uh, the drunkenness of um, Kirsten Dunst's character. I get any, any super care, I guess, or oh, the laudanum, whatever it was. I think it was. Yeah, uh, I, I I just felt like the movie is. I don't know if the movie's building uh, the giving us more reasons as to why we would why the the son would do this, right? Mm. Uh, why Peter would do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know if that's the case, but I would say that's actually the weakest parts of the movie for me. Also, um, uh, not to say that you know Kristen Dunst's character being drunk or anything wasn't. It's just like the you know like, I don't know. Every time we we got it, it was just I was like, oh okay, we're we're getting you know, are we building character development here for what are we doing here? And it's just like, oh no, we're just showing this to do this. And I was like, oh okay, just, yeah. I just didn't really care for it. Um, in a weird way, um, yeah. I don't know, but I also feel like I didn't. I don't know where this is. Where these like, I didn't care. I guess um, enough to where, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously it's me and not anybody else's, right? Don't get me wrong. I, I like the acting a lot um, from Crumberbatch, but I feel like from uh, the, the character as Phil, like I felt like it was also kind of like wasted of not giving us. I think we got a lot, but we didn't. But we, we were interested. We didn't even get a lot. We got very little. Um, and you just kind of like have to infer. Yeah, yeah. It is a lot of inferring, and I feel like I think, um, I think that's cool. Yeah. I like no, I, I I feel like every type of when it has to be this setting, you're always going to have to infer. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's like um, you know, it's like when um, I always think of those moments in movies and awesome parts of movies where like um. A character starts talking about some crazy thing they did once, uh, or or he's known for, or whatever, or like that awesome band that we're gonna go meet. Obviously, I'm thinking of that playlist movie. Um, the trick is to never actually show what that is. Never explain it. Never give a detail. Sure, no, of audience, course, of course, right? Because whatever the audience would think of is way better. No, of course, of course. That's why you just leave it up to the imagination of the audience. I, right. I, I, I get that. It's the same thing as the story. You don't it feels the it. same. It's not the same. But it feels the same. No, no, I get it. I get it. Um, I just feel like uh, for we get a lot from everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then him is like, 
Well, that's how guarded he is, I would say. That's right. Like, I, I, it is, and you get that from the poor, the one scene where how guarded he is when he goes yeah. and takes a bath by himself when everybody else is taking a bath down the river, you know. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or yeah. Like he has, like, his own little area that like he does everything. Yeah. Well, as, as a final thing, you know, I think uh, as of my last, like, coffin nail to explain why I love this movie so much, I, you know, another part is that this movie is, like, it's a secret thriller, really. Um, I guess a murder thriller, you know, it is a quiet thriller for sure, but I think it merits all that. And by the end, I, you can't say it's not because of the building that it, that it leads to. I guess. But, so. Um, I want to say that this movie has like a lot of like really uh, actually kind of interesting and innovative twists that, that that don't feel like a twist. Like any other movie would emphasize it with strings, with a string quartet, and with all this <laughs> other shit or whatever, and make a whole point of it. And uh, have the the Joker theme in the background, um, <laughs> and this movie doesn't. But it has so many, has uh, several of them. For one, I mean, we mentioned this time already. The fact that Peter is a fucking psychopath. He has no emotion. He has no empathy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he has none at all because of his mother. But I think there's more duty. I really don't think the guy feels at all. Um, you know, I think it's more like, oh, she raised me. I'm not gonna betray her. My life will be simpler if this guy went away. Um, and you know, like that was like it was a gut punch because I because the first half of the movie didn't seem that way. I'm not even saying that he is a psychopath, but he has to be some sort of psychopath to, to pull off what he did. Yep. So methodically and ingenious, really. Um, and not to mention that all surgeons, by the way, are fucking psychopaths and serial killers. Um, <laughs> Probably, yeah. as we've said before. Um, another, I mean, there's so many gut punches. Another one is that uh, the fucking title of this movie has nothing to do with the fucking silhouette of the fucking foothills. Uh, has to do with some fucking Bible verse, right, or something? Yeah, which uh, was going to be another of my questions before yeah. we finish it. Because, uh, um, well, I was going to tag along with uh, the other question. Yeah, because it's like, I, well, I don't even understand the Bible verse first of all. Because I, I know he reads it or you know he looks it up. Yeah, uh, but I was like, okay, sure. I'm, I've never. I mean, I'm, first of all, it's like the Bible verse that best describes his arc villain role or something. It's I don't so know. weird. I just never. I don't. I don't even understand the Bible verse. Do you get it? Oh, no, I, I think I get it metaphysically. I don't get the verse itself. I'm not going to pretend like I understand um, the Bible I, the, the Bible or anything. <laughs> sure, yeah. Even, I mean, the, the wonderfully aw- awful thing about the Bible is that it's always taken out of context. You know, this is the oh, whole yeah, of course. Every, every time you quote something, I'm like, well, what are the passages around that? Um, <laughs> right, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, anyway, but in this case, it's like a fuck you to fucking Phil, really. I mean, it feels like a fuck you to Phil. It's like telling you the movie was never about this guy. <laughs> it was about, obviously, it was. It was like a yeah. love letter to Phil in a way. And like a, a sort of a dying man, a rare type of a man dying. Um, you could even say that. But like, it's it's mainly about Peter taking over the movie. You know, he took the movie over and the title was his. He stole the movie title. From All right. Noses. Because I you guess. think it's about this one thing the whole time. Yeah, and it's not at the very end too. Like that was, you know, I, it's not subtle, really. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also, um, I also feel like uh, you know how you said that there's potential redemption arcs. I, I don't know. I always felt like he was just an asshole. Like I don't think there was ever. A redemption well, no one's arc. just an asshole, but yeah, I guess. No, but right. like you know, what I'm saying like I get that. No one is just an asshole. You know, like and he says, you know, he he makes it seem like, but you're still an asshole. You're still an asshole to her until you actually apologize and do something for it it doesn't matter if you feel 
like you should until you do something it's actions speak louder than words right yeah that's that's the reality of that situation had he the only redeeming thing would have been like had he apologized beforehand and said it and then the guy still went through it i would have he would have been like well you already did the damage so you know you're gonna fucking get it like <laughs> it doesn't matter well, I, I would say he he did right before but it was like the day before he no what i'm saying is i yes i guess i i guess you could say that but at the same time it's just like yeah, no, too little. The, you're right, Rob. But also, like, you know, yeah, I just feel like the, shouldn't reward doesn't mean you get killed either. No, 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 no. I'm not saying he shouldn't have not not gotten killed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, yeah, it's just it I get should have built a, a shack or a house aside. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like there wasn't ever going to be a redemption for him. Sad to say, like her side. And yeah, um, I mean, this the, movie the is only sad thing too, the yeah, yeah the, that is sad. The only thing I think I thought think the only thing I thought was uh, what's called? my brain? Sorry. Was, uh, thinking is thinking faster than what, how my words can say in my mouth, um, wow. <laughs> and uh, is that he potentially uh, Peter uh, potentially could have? This is when you find out he's really not a fucking psycho. He really is a psychopath. Um, Peter could have actually maybe had some feelings towards, mm. uh, but it was all like a ruse in my in, in my eyes. Obviously, at the end of the movie, yeah. Yeah, it was all like yeah. I got to know you enough to where I got you where I wanted you. I yeah, think. totally. It's like an elaborate rabbit trap. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like whenever, like he doesn't give a shit that this guy's impressed that he saw an outline of a dog in the foothills. Like he's not like doesn't give a shit that he thinks that's impressive. Yeah. You know, like I don't think he gives a shit. You know. No, I don't think he does. It's different. It's it's a different thing. You know, it's different worlds. It's fucking different entire point of points of view. Um, yeah. One, you know, one mired by bitterness and as hollery, and then the other one's mired by the lack of feelings entirely. <laughs> so that's, you can't marry those two things. You can't. Um, anyway, I think we've talked quite a lot about this movie, but anyway, those are reasons why I love this movie. Contender high for my top 10. I'm sorry, Rob, that you didn't feel quite the same way, but um, hopefully in time, maybe, maybe you will. Um, and that's, uh, this movie is available on Netflix, by the way. Um, uh, an original, I think, from Netflix. Uh, so check. Yeah, it, out it is a Netflix original. Yeah. Also, the I think the the another bigger issue with the movie is just tone for me. In this movie. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's, methodic, it is. it's a methodical movie for sure. Slow, deliberately placed, deliberately. Can never say that word right. Um. All right. So we're gonna take a, a break here. That's it for our review of the Power of the Dar. I should have said that. And we're gonna take a break. Uh, we come back. We'll review our last film, which is uh, What Roth. Oh, sorry. It was uh, the hand of God. I always catch you yawning. Anyway, you always do. Yeah. I'm really good at that. It's like a power um, of the dog. <laughs> anyway, I just pulled a loop out of why I did that. Stay with us. Amore, non correre. Non ti preoccupare. Ti sei fatto grande. In 1980s Naples, young Fabietto pursues his love for football as family tragedy strikes. 
shaping his uncertain but promising future as a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. This is uh, written and directed by Paolo Sorrentino, mm-hmm. uh, starring uh, <laughs> Filippo Scotti, uh, Tony Servillo, Teresa Spangonel, uh, Saponanelho, uh, Marlon uh, Joubert, Luisa Ranieri, uh, and then I'm going to say, yeah, I can say Renato Carpentieri. Um, Not bad, Rob. I tried. It's horrible. Anyways. Hey, no, you're better than me. I mean, you're the, to me, you're the Italian expert. Oh, my God. I don't know nothing. I have a guy at work who speaks like six languages. Um, well, don't, don't compare yourself to that guy. You're going to lose it every time. But it, I'm just... Italian is one of them, and he speaks to me. In, I say some stuff to him in Italian, and he keeps going, and I go, I know like two of those words. Um, but yeah. Well, compared to me. Compared to you, yes. Ah, the hand of God. I went first, you went second, I go third. Um, yeah, so hand of God. Uh, okay. Um, first impressions were um, I was trying to find out especially like the first half of the movie, what what was uh what was this movie about, right? Um and uh just a simple thing. Yeah. Uh, coming of age. Italian version of a movie. Um but uh once I figured out once well, once we're in, you know, the the tragedy as the movie says as a synopsis I should say. The what's it called? Uh and then we get through the rest. Um yeah, I'm watching something that I'm very interested to see, I guess, uh, to see what's going to shape, uh, what's going to shape him, what's going to be uh, going on and what he's going to be, I guess, looking forward to, right? Um, it's a, it's an interesting subject, especially, I think it's because the movie does, uh, focuses a lot on events in, like, uh, real events in, in the world. Right, not that anything isn't real, I guess, right? Event-wise, but like, like it focuses on specific things, like uh, historical events. That's what I meant to say. Jesus Christ, my brain again. Um, historical, historical events. Italian events too. Historical Italian events, very much so. Yes, like, uh, like Shit Mar- I'm not familiar with, like Maradona joining, you know, uh, the team, the Napoli team, right? Yeah. Uh, so, real, real quick, before I forget this point, when they first mentioned Maradona and comparing, like, at one point, because they, they, by this point you seem like their aunt-in-law naked or at least topless the crazy yeah, sure, sure, um, sure. and at one point the older brother asks the main actor right the main kid he's like who would you rather fuck maradona or our aunt <laughs> and i thought the maradona was a, i was a girl i just missed it in earlier in the movie it wasn't until later like oh he's a football player i get it now because he's such a football fan yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, would you he, still fuck this guy over our hot no, ass? I, no, he doesn't ask him, would you fuck the guy? He says, would you fuck your aunt? Or would you uh, Would you want Maradona to, uh, what's it called? Uh, would you want Maradona to join the team? That's that's what he asked. Are you sure that's what he... I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. he doesn't ask him to fuck him, yeah. I don't know. I seem like he said both in the same breath. That wasn't, didn't seem like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he doesn't ask. Uh, but anyways, yeah, he's like, I still would want Maradona to be on the team, whatever. <laughs> But that's how much of a football guy he is, right? Hmm. Uh, his aunt being married by his actual uncle, not just like his, by marriage, not by yeah. Um, well, one is more more like more likely. Well, actually, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, that's it. Is that it? Is that? But it also like uh, does uh, film, you know, uh, directors, uh, talent directors that are going on that are filming stuff and in in historically as well. 
Antonioni, uh, Fellini. Right. Yeah, very much so. Exactly. So there is like a lot of historical events um, that I feel like uh, shape what the movie is going to be or how the movie is also be great and everything. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of things of, like, of that nature in its own unique way, I suppose. And it's also encapsulated in this, in Naples, right? And this like small, I don't even know what his like, like uh, what's it called? His, um, like his neighborhood or wherever his town is, right? Um, uh, yeah, I forgot the name. It's a yeah. name I've heard before. It's I, f- I forgot to. So um, it is that very much so. Um, and uh, it was uh, I, it was an okay, it was an okay ride overall. I felt like I missed something here, um, and maybe I could find it as we talk. But I felt like something towards the end. Don't, don't get me wrong, hits you over the head. Someone specifically hits you over with the head with what the movie is trying to say. Um, but at the same time, I feel like, okay, and that's like, when the movie ends, they're like, oh, okay. Like, that's all, that's all I felt. Like, I didn't feel like, oh, like, oh, okay, I feel, that's good. That's good for him, kind of thing. You know? I just felt yeah. like, oh, okay, very much. Like, it's just like, eh, I'll just leave it be. Um, but besides that, he is a very charming kid to watch the actor, uh, Filippo Scotti. Mm-hmm. Um, and that hair, Jesus, how does that hair not like fluff everywhere when he walks? I don't understand. But besides that's al dente, that, that's fine. That's fucking just something. Uh, what did you think of the movie, Oscar? It's al dente. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed this movie. It was, a, it was, a, it was a, quite, it was a fun ride, I think. Um, and I would say fun is appropriate. Like this movie is, it's not all one thing. It's like life, you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's uh, basically autobiographical. This is like the third autobiogra- autobiographical, seemingly anyway, yeah. film that I've seen in, 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 in as many weeks, uh, you know, starting with Belfast and then uh, this movie and then come on, come on, all feel very autobiographical, interpersonal, like, slices of life uh all through a persp- all three are male perspectives all three are, are male directors famous for doing this kind of thing to begin with in many ways and paulo sorrentino is no slouch about this and this is just his his version of it this is this is like maybe maybe this is too much to say like this but this feels like his um roma or something you know um when you think of it does it, feel right? very personal it feels so um God, man, it's so Italian too. Oh my God. I mean, no, it feels Italian as hell. But, oh but I'm saying, like, it feels. If you've ever seen any Italian movies and you see this one, you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, it it feels so. Uh, the family aspect and how he, how all the, how, how every person is portrayed is fantastic. By the way, and I, I really love the relationships um, that everyone like. Everyone feels so unique, you know. No one feels like they're just there to be there. But mm-hmm. at the same time, a lot of them feel like they're just there to be there. But they are because they have to because they're in his life. Yeah, it feels like time, they were writing characters to fill in the family members. But at the same time, it feels yeah. so unique. and Not unique, but normal. I don't know. I guess that's the difference. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was going to say, like it, it didn't feel like like they were uh, just, tr- they were like, oh, we need 12 family members to exist in this thing. So we have to make up for, you know, 12. It's like, no, there's always been these twelve. We right. can't add or subtract any of them. You know, it feels like that. Right? Yeah, authentic. It feels so authentic. Yeah, that's a good that's word. A, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, or genuine, if you like that. Genuine, yeah, that's another yeah. one. Yeah, I agree. Um, I really like. Yeah, they're they're bickering really a lot. Um, Who's bickering? 
All of them. They're, they're oh, yeah. No, other. it just feels so. It just feels so. That's like the most Italian thing. Also, their family. Um, yeah. The wide range of them. How everyone's so like. One of the funniest things in the entire year, I would say, is that that guy with the the tracheotomy fucking voice thing. Yeah, yeah. Fucking talking to the family for the first time. I know. And it's not what he's saying. It's it's they're stifling from laughter that almost got me. That I know. Me. It really me, does. Yeah. Everyone, every single buddy is like, dude. Like, Jesus, you guys are fucking assholes. <laughs> Such assholes. It's great. Well. I love it that they're on the lookout for him. Like, mm-hmm. literally on the lookout for the guy. And then when he sees them, they're like talking shit the whole time. Yeah. Dude, fucking great. It's great. It just feels, it feels so like, it feels so funny. Just- and that old bitter ass woman that eats by herself and shit, every time they talk to her, she just fucking swears at him. Right. It is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, Paulo Sorrentino has this like weird ability because I've seen, I've seen um, actually a good chunk of his work. Uh, oh, have I've you? seen. The Great Beauty. Uh, I think you saw that. We saw that in theaters, anyway. Uh, the, I think so. Yeah, I want to say yeah. we have. It was like a, a blind watch. We didn't know anything about the guy at the time, and I think he won for best foreign film that year. So we got lucky. We saw it in theaters. Uh, but yeah, we saw that. That was a blind watch on our. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, Paul, yeah, I don't know this guy. Whatever looks good. Whatever. We'll watch it. Whatever, bro. Um, and he did another movie with uh, with uh, it was um English cast. It was uh. Harvey Keitel, I forgot the name of the movie though, and the guy who was in all the Christopher Nolan movies, Michael Caine. They're playing old timers living in, they're like staying in this, um, not retirement home, it's uh, like this fancy spa hotel thing, resort or something. And uh, it's about art and it's about dying, it's about old, it's about all this. It's called Youth, right? Oh yeah, youth. There you go. I was like, "What's the name of the youth?" Yeah. He also did a show on HBO called the uh, the Young Pope. Fantastic show. Oh my uh, god. New Pope? You mean? No, no. Uh... He did the Young Pope, and then the New Pope is season two. Oh. Okay. Um, which I have not seen, and there's a reason for it. Is because like there's a it's a certain flavor. It's a very unique flavor. I'm just not ready for it yet. Oh okay. Um, I've seen. I haven't seen the Young Pope, but I remember when it came out. You were you were talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I might have made. I don't know if it made my top 10 TV of the year, but uh, maybe it did. I don't remember either. Um, it's so good, though. Weird, definitely. He's so weird. And the guy clashes a lot of like tonal things in there, but yeah. kind of does it in his just too much of a Sorrentino way. Um, in this movie, I feel like this is probably his like least of that. Not to say that it isn't there. It's all it's in there, but like it's yeah. like, more toned down. Um, you know, I would say I did like this movie. I wouldn't say that it merits the other moves I've seen of his. I think his other ones have been better or more successful in my point of view. I like what they're trying. I like what he's trying to say in those. I like the the, the near impulsiveness, the just the sheer like audacity just to do things, to export, to extort, to like, um, you know, get a reaction from the crowd and you know, things like that. In this movie, it does have some of that, but like. Again, it feels more autobiographical. It's a little more personal. And in that personal uh, headspace, I guess, yeah, the movie kind of follows more of a um, more of a, a tried and, and seen, you know, rail of storytelling. Like I knew, you know, this kid's going to think certain things. He's coming of age, coming of age movie. Um, he's going to go through certain things and whatever awakens them sexually whatever awakens them creatively all these things are going to look different to us because we're not italian and sorrentino's weird but like huh. it's all going to be the same either way it's just going to look different same points sure. just look different so i i couldn't love the movie but i, I liked it yeah. 
Yeah. I do like it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with uh, um, it was something to love. There wasn't any, the, something, I don't know what it was. But, yeah, I didn't yeah. get it. Yeah. I, don't know. I didn't get it either. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, it felt very charming. Um, and uh, I was just, uh, like, genuine was a better word than I, from what I used um, yeah. when it came to the family and everything like that. And um, But uh, let's get into spoilers before we keep talking about the review. Okay. Because I do have some things I want to complain about, and it has to do with spoilers. Okay. Let's do that then. Uh, spoilers for. What's it called? The Hand of God. Hand of God. Thank you. Starting now. Fabietto. È tempo di guardare il futuro. Non è possibile che questa città non ti fa un invento di andare a contare. Dobbiamo capire cosa vogliamo fare da grande. Io penso un po' alla felicità, Fabio. Tu no? Io sono da caduto il libero. A dire qualcosa riesce. A dire una cosa da raccontare. Sì, a dimmela. All right, so I don't know why, but like mm-hmm. this movie, I guess because of the Maradona thing, because I was watching it and I was like, I wonder what year they're in, right? And then Maradona joins. And I'm like, oh, okay. So like, let's look that up, right? Okay. I look it up and I'm like, oh, the, he joined like in 88 or whatever in his career. And then like in 91 okay. um, or 90, yeah, something like that, right? And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So we're in the 80s, right? Late 80s. I'm like, okay, cool. That makes sense. And then, you know, um, that scene happens when the hand of God, right? Or locks the, he makes the goal, but it doesn't count or whatever. Cause and yeah. they go in or whatever. That's the reference that the uncle want to say, right? Jesus. Yeah. Him later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's it called? Uh, and then, all right. So I'm like, all right, cool. That's, that's, that's all good. Then we, but we introduce Antonio Capuano, the director, right? And who is now also actually a, fam- a director in, uh, Italy, I was about to say France. I was like, not France. Not France. No. Not France. Um, but I, I'm looking at his at his work, and he's making a movie in the late '80s, and people want to work with this guy already, but he hasn't made anything. He doesn't make anything until like '91. Uh, it wasn't. Um, uh, I don't know much about this guy. Uh, sorry. Right? No, I don't. Neither do I. What's his name again? Uh, Antonio Capuano, right? So I'm looking at it. I'm like, he doesn't make any. He doesn't make a movie till '91. Oh, I see it right here, Capuano. So um, he's like, oh, but he's like, oh, but people want to work with him, and I'm like, but but he hasn't made anything. So yeah, yeah. So I was like, why would people want to work? With him? I was, people, I was like, yeah. Well, this is where, yeah, I think that's definitely a liberty that he. Yeah, you know, it is. I don't know. I guess he did a TV show. Like, if you look at it from that perspective, I guess. But I was like, okay. Um, it was just like a, he's been done films and everything, and I get they use him because that's the liberty that they use or whatever, because it makes more sense because he is a director from Naples. It's just the time frame is a little different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everything else does fit, and I was like, okay, but I was like, man, see when you when you do things when everything's supposed to fit like in the time frame, I was like, I don't know that like I I kind of get I'm interested, especially when it comes to historical stuff, right? If this happened here, if this recollects here, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny how uh, I mean, I guess I don't. Uh, it doesn't. 
I just looked yeah. it up and I was like, I was just like, oh man, that's that didn't fit. But I was like, that's whatever. It's okay. It's not a big deal. I I left it. I was like, it's not a big deal. But it was just like a that's kind of shitty, you know. I was like, I wish everything kind of like did fit in with the time frame. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. No, I I guess for me, it not really um, didn't. I mean, not only did it not bother me, I kind of like that actually. I didn't know that. I knew nothing about this couple on the guy. Um, well, I also looked at it because I was like, I wonder if this director's for real too. Like, and I wanted to look up, maybe I could look up his work, right? That's why I was, I was another reason. Yeah. No, the a great uh, recent in movies. I mean, um, cinematic example that I give that supports like, you know, like you know when you make a movie like this or any kind of um, period piece or biographical, autobiographical. Um, you know, you the people get too too mired into the uh, to they get too fucking lost in the woods and the details of getting the right thing, yeah. or highlighting the right event of that person's life that makes it interesting to make a yeah. movie to begin with. And I think of uh, the Queen, uh, what do you call it, um, Bohemian Rhapsody, um, where they change the way they did the final concert. Like it didn't happen that way in the timeline of the band. It right. happened years later after that certain point. It was after this kind of battle was already done, and it wasn't like such a destabilizing, like sensational thing that inspired him, right, and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but it works for the movie, and I would say ten out of ten, I would make that change from reality. Um, and no, of course, if as long as it ends up working for the movie, that's a hundred percent. I just felt like a little bit like, oh man, because I looked them up afterwards, and I was like, oh yeah, I want to look up this thing, and I was like, man, that doesn't fit. I just look happened to look like what's earliest work. I was wondering yeah. what he had worked on, and literally it was just like a like a little like oh okay that's okay yeah whatever yeah, yeah. definitely um, more of that little thing yeah but it, it does seem like you know there's a few points in the movie that oddly it felt like we are really watching the director grow yeah um like the director of the movie grow oh. like um when he's talking to his aunt who is now at certain at that one point in the movie he she gets like i don't know admitted to a fucking psych ward i guess or whatever their equivalent is that's what it seems like it is yeah mm-hmm. they don't have like it's not like today's age you know it's different than, t- than today i don't know what they would just do um it wasn't like a nunnery but i think they mentioned something about the nunnery anyway um but she's out there and this kid still visits her because I mean, whether she liked it or not, she sexually awoke, you know, woke this kid up, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, how do you not seek out those breasts in every future relationship? I don't know how you'd have to. Right. I mean, that scene is gigantically powerful. And it's, uh, yeah. what's it called? On the on the boat, on the deck? Yes. Definitely. When uh, it's, what's it called? Just they're all like laughing and then, then cut to them all not cut to them. And you're like, why are they not talking? Like, why are they not talking? I know. It's fucking hilarious. Cause, but it's really funny because it's like, Everyone is like all the women are fucking pissed because she's got the amazing body, the best body out of all of yeah, them, out of everybody there. Yeah, and, and then, the husband like, is like, "Oh, I'm so embarrassed. More I'm men so embarrassed. have seen my wife naked than I." Right, am exactly. Yeah, and the other guys are just like, yeah. other guys are like, "Wow, what do we do here?" But fucking, we'll all look at this point. You know, no shame in our game. So, yeah. so yeah. Um, you got to tell that they all do that. Yeah, no talents for her. She's no talents for her. Not even. No. A also, how do you feel like? How do you feel about the movie opening up? How it did. Uh, remind me. It opened up with the with her. She's standing in line. 
Oh, 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 yes, that's right. Open up with with the Sorrentino weirdness already. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, super Sorrentino. Yeah, super weirdness. And you're like, what? That's where I was like, that's exactly kind of like, like where where's this movie going at the beginning of it? Because like I'm expecting something else. And then it's like once the once the parents died, yeah, I, 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 I was like, I, oh, all right, all right. I ended good. up calling that like an Italian flair that I do not understand. Yeah, I didn't understand it either. Besides it being like eyes wide shutty in a weird way, right? Um, yeah, oh yeah, I can see that. Um, it's just like is another way or yeah, is another way for sure. Yeah. Well, it's just like this guy just randomly picks her up in a car and, you know, says now you can have kids or whatever, like you know, yeah. after touching her bottom, but she gets paid for it too. Like what? And it's just like, I don't know if it was just trying to get it in her mind that she's obviously crazy or delusional. Like you were saying, yeah. um, it's just to explain her, but it was like, it was really, it was really weird opening. Um, Cause it's just like, okay, this is random. Like, yeah. yeah. So I was just curious about that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I could take guesses too, I guess, but I don't know for sure. And I just like chalked it off to Italian yeah. aloofness. Um, cause it could, it could mean something. I'm sure it means something much more important if it's like, there's like a, a tale to go along with it that I don't know about. Yeah. Um, the, the only thing I know is that he, you know that the kid they they bring it back a couple times where the kid's like oh well yeah what if she's telling the truth what if she did happen and they look at him like you're a fucking idiot right I'm like you're thinking with your dick bro that's not right no that's exactly what it is right and then he says it to her later like yeah like well I thought it was true right like I always I never not believed you and it was more like uh oh you're so like smitten like like I could say anything and you believe me kind of thing mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah and kind of in, in a way for sure. But she did also say that she miscarried after they fought uh, a few months later or something. Yeah, no, I know. I don't know what that means exactly. Um, would she have miscarried anyway because she can't have children? And this whole right, call it the boy thing was not real at all. Yeah. Um, who knows? Um, but the movie has no interest. That's not even remotely a mystery in the movie. No, 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 no. no. I'm just letting you. I'm just letting everyone know. Um, <clears throat> uh, but yeah, this movie is. Uh, so I guess ultimately, it's like how do you feel about this kid's life? Like, do you have, I mean, obviously it feels like a, like Paul Sorrentino is this kid later on, but if you don't think of it that way, you, you, what do you think? How stable, let's say, or I don't want to say healthy, but maybe healthy. Um, what's he going to go into the world into like now having seen his formative years being shaped by these people, family members, uh, friends, whatever. Yeah, um, his oh, friend who gets arrested. His friend who gets uh, arrested, uh, right? You know, on the right, um, on the heels of his parents getting killed by carbon monoxide, which is surprising. Actually, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, or um, right, exactly. I didn't see that coming either. Like the way she felt, like, what's what is going on? And then it hit me like a left. Oh shit! And then they said it. I think fuck. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like he had a very like not sheltered, but it was very much like a. Um, you could tell his 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 upbringing was only his family. All he had was his family. He never had anything else. Uh, compared to like his brother, his brother had like, well, I have my friends, I have my girlfriends, right? I hang out, you know, because obviously he's also more pretty boy Floyd in that aspect. Um, than his than his brother is than uh, 
what's his name? I can't think of the kid. That Fabietto is, or what do they call him in the movie? They call him something, right? Oh, something else, like a shorter um, version. You're right. I don't remember. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. Anyways, and uh, yeah, so he uh, he's uh, what's it called? I feel like he's more like just all my memories. All my memories are going to be about my family and how I grew up with them, and I learned everything from them. Especially the relationship he adores the relationship he has with his mother and his dad have, for example, right? And then he finds out that that's not even like the best relationship, right? Because he cheated on her and he had a kid outside of you know, yeah, and stuff like that. And that yeah. one scene when the mom's just crying all night long, Jesus Christ! I was like, that's actually. I said, I said, literally, I said to myself, the movie, I was like, that's a super Italian mom. Like she is like letting it all out. Like and she does not give a flying fuck, and it gives him like these 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 like uh like uh he gets a panic attack, he gets like shaking because he's like I my mom is like you know like she's hurt and my father hurt her and like everything is like shattered like his childhood is shattered almost right, um and that's like a pivotal thing where he's like I'm not I'm not a kid anymore like, I'm not a little kid anymore like I'm a I'm, I'm becoming a old enough to know all these things, you know? Right. Um, and it's like, it's, it's sad, but at the same time, it's like a, it's like a, oh, a core memory has replaced, you know, or has appeared. Um, that's one of them. You know, like, uh, where he has to deal with the fact that, like, not everything as it is, as it seems, you know? Yeah. Um, sad to say. Uh, but yeah, I feel like uh, it is at, towards the end. I think uh, our Capuano is Going back to the director, when he meets him, finally, he's literally asking him all the questions that anybody should ask anybody, right? But or you should ask yourself as well as when you're when you're in this stage and time in your life. Like, what do you want to do? How do you want to be unique? Why do you want to be a director? Why do you want to go to Rome? Why do you want to do all these things, real? Yeah, and uh, you know, and he's like, "Well, why are you unique? Why why do you care? You know?" And it's uh, it's very important. For him to hear, for him to be able to make those decisions, if he even wants to still do something like that, because it is very easy to stay where you are and you know, uh, kind of live life through that aspect, right? Yeah. Um, it's a, uh, it's a uh, very odd. Uh, you know more, right? You have more control in that aspect instead of leaving and going on to the unknown, right? Um, yeah. So it is, uh, it is very much watching him do that. Um, that is. Uh, What's it called? The, the choice he makes in the end. And then I guess I would say to book at the movie, that's the only reason I can see why they... Well, that's the only reason, but I was, it's when they show that little guy, when he's on the train, he sees like a, like a little monk, right? Yeah, the little monk, yeah. Right, and you're like, oh shit, like, this is like, like is it going to become like supernatural again, right? Kind of in like a weird aspect mm-hmm. um, from the beginning of the movie. And it doesn't, it's just like, oh, it's just a little kid, and he says bye. Right, I think the. I mean, it's like a. It's like a weird. It's like the. I. I mean, I don't know what to take of that really, because it could mean. Well, I see it more like I was in like uh, the way I took it was uh, it's more like a. It's like, hey, uh, it's a buy, you know. It's almost like if it was a buy from her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was more like a, you're, you're leaving your your crazy life. That, ha- that happened here and now you're going to go do your own thing over there. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I took it. Because 
it is that is like a crazy or a weird thing. And it is a crazy thing that happened to him too. It's like with the family, him losing his parents, you know, and stuff like that. And his brother chose to stay. You know, his brother was like, No, I want to stay, I don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. He even says it to him. Um, I think that's what it is. I think I think that's that's the only thing I could take. I don't know how you took it. Yeah, no, I thought it was similar. I just uh the main way I thought of it is that it was a sign of maturity, but that's you know, he's leaving these parts but yeah behind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it means the same thing. Um yeah. roughly that's what I, I got. I also like that the movie uh, stays true to like the nature of it, of itself. Like every character is always like, except for our main character who's growing, right? Every character is very much like themselves all the time. Uh, like they talk about the sister always in the bathroom. The sister's literally always in the bathroom. Yeah. Comes out like I think once in the whole movie, or twice maybe. Something, yeah. Like they like I was like, how are they gonna say? Because even the sister's not at the at the funeral. It's like, where? Tell me your sister came. She's like, yeah, she is. Where is she? She, she had to slip to the bathroom. <laughs> like, I'm like, like gold. I, I, I literally laughed at that part because I was like, that's gold. Like, this, like, perfect. Like, you did a break character for her. No, fantastic. No. Why would you? Yeah. yeah, it's just it's such an Italian thing to say or do. You know, I feel like that's like so Italian. Uh, oh, so Italian cinema. Yeah. Italian cinema. Quite. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, this is a, a, a very understandable choice of yours. Because I know you like the Italian cinema stuff. I do. I mean, more than your usual people people out there. Um, all right. Um, anything else on, uh, on Hand to God? Hand of God? Hand of, Hand God. of God? No. I keep saying Hand to God. That's terrible. Um, no, yeah, I got nothing else really there. Um, uh, so that is it for our review of Hand of God. Uh, check it out also on Netflix. It's an original from there as well. You can check it out right now if you want, if you wish. Um, that is it for our show. And you have been listening to another movie podcast. Um, I'm going to skip the usual spiel and go straight into um, We Are a Bi-Weekly Show. This one's late because my voice cracked and I started a new job and I couldn't record earlier. As you can tell by my voice, this is the best it sounded in like four days. Um Anyway, but we are bi-weekly show. We come out every other Wednesday normally. And next time, it's going to start our top com- our top 10 shows. And uh, next time in two weeks, we're going to do our top 10 films of 2021. The okay. Big Kahuna is first and foremost. And then a week after, it won't be like two weeks after that. It won't be like that. It will be a week after for the next two shows. Uh, it'll be our top 10 TV shows and then our discoveries. Um so check it out there. Check out our website, otherpodcast.com, for those updates. So, uh, so you know, Roth, you got to get on that list, bro. I know you haven't started it. Shh. I know it. it. I can tell it. I can tell you haven't. You tell um, them I can. T- yes. Like the, the lack of you asking me, like, how many movies have you seen? Anything like that? Or was this movie come out this year? Does this movie count? This is usually a question or two I get. And the fact that I haven't gotten any means that you haven't started it yet. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you'll get a question like, did I see this one this year? Uh, you'll see, you'll get it. Yeah, soon. yeah. Anyway, anyway, until then, folks, I am Oscar. <laughs> I'm Ralph. See y'all later. Coffee and pie. Coffee and pie? Oh, my. You didn't hear it from me. <laughs>